Hey, gang. For those of you who enjoy QF, a podcast about Howard Stern, and would like to donate to us just via PayPal, you can using the email address johnnythegreek21 at gmail.com. You can check the link in the description for the spelling, and it's also here on the graphic. And if you'd like to do more in terms of uh, donations or subscriptions, you can use our Patreon account and subscribe via the black kluge level and you can receive our weekly content that we're putting only on patreon it's exclusive for that platform and um anything over five dollars is just gravy guys we love you thank you so much would you sure. pretend that i am bahati I'm sitting here I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you it's hot in the garage i'm wearing a bra top i okay. have my and i only have panties on i'm being honest can you go a little slower do <laughs> you have underwear on under that rope? I do. That's all I have on, though. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, so, Jason, you're in your garage. You're in your garage. Bahati is... Uh, I'm Bahati. You leave it alone. You know what? You're doing just fine. I, I should only look like you. All right, so I'm Bahati. We're in the garage. I'm bathed. I'm moisturized. I've completely shaven for you. And I'm sitting here listening to my husband. <laughs> I've had dinner at Mar-a-Lago with Donald many times, not at the same table, but he would come over, he would give me a tour of Mar-a-Lago. I, I, I've been there, I told you, it's like heaven. Oh, it's hot, it's burn my mouth. <laughs> uh, dry oatmeal. Uh, I need one. What? Oh. On it. Where you could just put them in your ear and like they'd be Bluetooth or something. Because I need to. I can't even afford to buy socks anymore. You know. No. Well, all right. Well, hey, I'm glad to hear you're doing okay, and uh, I have my routine. And the days go so fast because I just sit in my room and entertain myself, like when I was a little boy. Time means nothing. Yeah, no such thing as time. <laughs> if I didn't have to shower and eat, I'd just sit in that room. I'm yeah, telling you, it's that it's that narcissism where you think the whole world revolves around you and you're entitled to do whatever you want. But, you know, when you're a football player and you're used to being catered to and you're the most famous football player in the world, you can get caught up in that. And then when your wife says, hey, you know, you need to take the garbage out and drive the kids to school, you get resentful and you go, don't you know who I am? You know, I can't get that image of your dad playing piano with you on your with with you on his lap. It's just uh, I don't usually feel stuff. So this never happens to me. Um. Welcome, everybody, to QF, a podcast about Howard Stern. I'm your host, Fillmore, a.k.a. Jim Fix. And with me for this particular breakdown is Raven. Welcome, my dear. Hi. Hi, everybody. Good to be here again. Um, this is officially episode 101, guys, and I might just make a mock-up of the Depeche Mode live album or something else. I'll see what I can do. Um, I got to just first, where we get started, is to send out a couple shout-outs to some of the people in the uh Facebook group, but also in general, like also on Patreon and stuff. So first to uh, Gina LaPlaca, and congratulations on an upcoming new Bambino or Bambina uh, the, she's expecting now. And uh, we're going to try to work on getting you a QF onesie uh, if I can get 
stuff <laughs> swag printed up somehow, but nothing nothing particularly offensive. Uh, Angela Mechio, Mech, uh, Angela Mechio or Mechio uh, Mastro Marino. I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing your name. I think it's Mechio. Um, and because she she mentions as recently, because uh, I posted the thing about um, press your luck, the whammies. And yeah. she says you love that show. I did too as a kid. Um, Loved it. Steve, Steve Tomasini. Uh, these are people also that helped out in the mockery thread. Uh, Albert Wong, who's been making some uh, since since the beginning of the uh, the group, has been making some really incisive, amazing posts. And I I don't think you get enough credit. So thank you, sir. Uh, Bob's Baldhead, Reggie Bowman, Kayla, Brendan, Isaac, C. A. Thompson, Brian Smith. And Kayla had me fucking tears when uh, it, this is going ahead of schedule. But when they did the Billy Joel interview recently and we mm-hmm. started riffing on questions that never got asked. <laughs> <So> <laughs> like, I, I think I said something like, uh, you know, and Billy, um, you know, in a sense, were, did you write? We didn't start the fire because you were dating Lisa Left Eye Lopez. And she she goes. Um, <laughs> so in a sense, we didn't start the fire means you didn't start the fire. <laughs> All these mock-up questions. I love it. Terrible. Um, yeah, um, I mean, yeah, poor TLC. Um, and this well, is also, yes. sorry, sorry, just one one last thing. Going out to um, all the new fans from the Hilaria, all Alec Baldwin uh, Reddit, subreddit, the uh, Pepino Nation, so to speak. Um, Sam and I are going to possibly do another episode in the future based on that stuff, but it'll be a side project. It won't be uh, directly related to the QF in the sense of being part of a breakdown or whatever. It'll be a, a something completely different. And if you do want more, um, I suggest you let us know somehow. But it won't be it won't be as frequent as you like because it's a lot of work. And uh, unless we get some ma- massive Patreon bumps, and in that case, if you guys want that, let us know. And if you're uh, part of QF regular and you want some more of that, please let us know in the comments, Patreon, YouTube channel, whatever. Raven, please. Just uh, so much thanks to Kayla and Isaac and Jeremy, all the regulars that I have. Plus, like, I think Carol Chalette Cheney was another mm-hmm. one that... Um, was there to help out CA Thompson and Gina. Congrats. I had no idea. I'm so happy for you. Best of luck. And just thank you everybody for helping me out when I have to drive to work, take phone calls or talk to my boss and discuss actual real job versus the second job I have. So I'm really grateful to all of you. You're incredible. And I, I say I'm off to work, be back soon. And I never know if anyone's going to be there. Usually Kayla is, but sometimes she has work too. So yeah, it's just, it's a nice community. It's a nice group of people and they're all funny, quick witted and um, fun to work with. So thanks also, guys. Also Cindy Marie, I have not forgotten. Um, and a lot of people uh, that come and go and yes. um, uh, uh, what's his name? Glenn, God, Glenn Shapiro, I think is a newer one. Shapiro. He's yep. another great one that's new. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So all you guys, and please contribute as 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 you see fit and as your schedule permits, because of course time zones and what have you. Anyone we forgot, we're deeply sorry. It's mm-hmm. so many names, and it it all flies by so quick. It's like a big blur for me in the morning sometimes. But thank you. If I don't respond, I'm sorry. I try to look at every post, but it's like 500 posts some days, and that's a lot. So. Yeah, we do your, phone ha- your phone hates Wiki. Um, <laughs> it, 
The um, this is just a PSA for anybody not concerned with the following. We're going to be talking about the Astro World Astro World tragedy a little bit, um, mostly, uh, and we're also though it's a two two pronged PSA. Anybody not interested in this shit, just forward ahead fifteen minutes. I don't know, maybe twenty minutes, but hopefully not that long. And also just to address the um, recent Aaron Rodgers wiggy. Um, sort of media I, I wouldn't even call it a media stir because these days it's such a pathetic excuse for adhd uh coverage because oh, like after a few days no one gives a shit no one talks about it it's just something that disappears like a fart in the wind but we don't want to cover it because it's covid related and because uh that that's always a bad road and plus he got linked into some trump comments and stuff and we try not to make this a covid or political podcast when when possible on that in that context Raven? Yes. Uh, there's many things that happen in our current culture that Wiggy doesn't address. And I want to start off with Squid Games. He mentioned it one day because Robin asked him, are you watching it? <laughs> and he said, no, I'm not going to watch that. He blew it off completely. And we both know why he did it. Because Oh, yeah. Ching Chong, Ching Chong. Ching Chong Charlie does not watch any of that. He even said back when Parasite won an Oscar mm-hmm. that... He didn't like reading subtitles. Well, you can get a dub version, dumbass. Yeah. You don't have to read. It's a lame excuse. But it's we know right. that his father brought him up with that classic quote he uses about the Japs. Mm-hmm. So I hope I'm not offending anybody here. But, you know, we have our theory that he's a racist. And more than blacks, he goes after Asians for some reason. So, oh yeah, uh, you know, with the George Takai hate and not going to see his play. There, it, there's just tons of examples. So Astroworld was another thing that happened on the 5th, and we went through a whole week of shows after that. He did not say one word. It was not brought up at all. I don't listen to the wrap-up show, which I probably mm-hmm. should, but I'm just pressed for time. And I don't know if it was brought up there, but Wiggy never said anything about Astroworld. And I thought, how do you miss that? That was the biggest story of the weekend, and you had three days prepare for it and get it on by Wednesday. But with having uh, two guests this week, it just never transpired. And we don't know what's pre-recorded and when they pre-record now. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Do you want to go forward with the Astroworld stuff? Yeah. First of all, as everybody knows, unless you're, you know, raised in a cave and you don't get, you know, Internet and you, you know, you're living off the land. You, you you should be aware of this story. We don't have to tell you too much of detail in terms of the, the what basically happened, which, of course, so far, is it nine or ten? Nine, pe- nine people nine. died. And of, of different varying ages, all young, but like one, the youngest, I think, is nine, went into a coma as a result of brain damage. It's a ten, it's a uh, wait a minute. It's yeah, the nine year old is in a forced coma because all his organs were failing from being trampled. Yeah. There was even a five-year-old sighted there on someone's shoulders, but I I haven't heard anything bad about that child. Got, it's we, just we'll, this we'll nine-year-old. Right. The nine-year-old was there with his father, and the father passed out, and the kid, you know, got lost in the mix. And then when the father woke up, he couldn't find his son. So oh, that fuck. child is still hanging by a thread, which is just heartbreaking. It's awful. I'm so sorry to hear about any of this. It's it's just unnecessary, and everybody's pointing the finger. There's so many love, levels and layers to this because you have the promoters, you have the police, you have Travis himself, you have Drake, you have the Kardashians, and then yeah. you have EMT people. 
and the crowd themselves, you know, is kind of like just some people are defending Travis. Some people are like, I have PTSD from this. I can't believe what I saw walking past people just dead on the ground, not responsive. And, you know, that there's so many, so many things that went wrong, but it's just poor planning. I mean, when the gates broke, when people stormed yep. the gates and went in without tickets and just there, they say five, over 5,000, but I, I think it's way more than that. I don't know. Easily. Um, I've seen numbers as high as 100,000 at this show. And if you see any footage of it, it's just incredible. Well, they said, they, um, said fi- they said 50, not five, actually. But in terms of how many people crashed well, in that didn't have tickets. Uh, that's what we, I'm talking about, the 5,000 oh, okay. that crashed in. Yeah, there was 50. So it was sold out to 50,000. But right. then people crashed the gates. Um, so who knows? And, mm-hmm. you know, the security checks, they weren't checking bags, even on the people that went in legit. Oh, Christ um, so you're, you're talking, you know, drugs, knives, guns, any kind Anything. of shit could have gone through. Fentanyl. And yep. yeah, there's, there's also people saying that there's someone going around injecting people yeah. and they had to use Narcan to revive them, but we don't have facts on that. So that's all alleged. Um, they're saying that EMT staff was untrained. They couldn't perform CPR. Yeah. They were outnumbered. They're supposed mm-hmm. to work in two-man teams, and they couldn't even do that. Um, the barriers were set up poorly. So yeah. you had people getting crushed against metal and wood barriers that were sectioned off in this weird yeah. way. Yeah. I, I looked at some of the footage, guys, and it's horrific. And I can only – like I can think of Hillsborough, the Hillsborough tragedy. Uh, it was a, an FA Cup game, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I think between Liverpool and Everton, I can't remember exactly, but ni- 1989, because I was 14 at the time, and 96, I think it ended up being 97 in the end because of one that long-term coma, that coma's patient who, who eventually passed on. And people were crushed because they let the fucking tr- fans trample in. They didn't count them. They didn't allow for capacity, and people got crushed against the old fences. And... When that happens, and I've been in that situation, uh, I'm not joking. Uh, this is a very serious topic in this case, so no yucks. And um, it, people literally, the the air is pushed out of their body the way a constrictor, like a boa constrictor, doesn't. They don't actually choke you. What happens is you exhale, and when the space is left in your body that the exhaling does, uh, and you've you've made your you've compressed your. Um, naturally compressed your body it just tightens up a little longer like it just keeps you from getting that that mm-hmm. leverage or the uh, the space to breathe and then this is the same thing people got pushed up against the fences and the air gets pushed out of their body and you the panic sets in and you you just you i think you go into cardiac arrest as a result because Correct. You're just suffocating and uh, not to mention if you're being trampled on and what have you. And some of the videos are just horrendous. And I, I, I would recommend people don't watch it um, because it is disturbing. And I don't have kids, but I can just imagine because, like I said, I was at a Sabbath concert in uh, Tokyo about eight years ago. And the rules of the, the, the game, the rules <laughs> back in the day where if someone falls, you got to pick them up. You got to make sure you got to take care of anybody, even if they're strangers in a crowd. When you're at a, at a concert, that's the the golden rule. Um, I I was being, you know, squeezed together 
But as soon as I started like looking like I was going to pass out, guys on either side of me grabbed my arms and Japanese guys, <laughs> like the English wasn't their first language. And they're going, are you okay? You okay? Yeah, yeah, I'm okay. Right. They made sure I was okay. And they're like, okay, let's rock. <laughs> and it was amazing. <laughs> like it was, and it was a great concert, but it just showed you that that's what should happen. And at this thing, it sounded like a complete f- uh, free for all. I don't think it, it basically what what we think is going to happen i'm certain you agree with us he's not fully culpable but he's going to be responsible based on the timeline here for a lot of the shit and he's probably going to be do you have the blinds i i'm going off of the uh podcast i sent you the other night okay with all of the um Sorry. legal talk of yeah. you know him offering refunds to people and this uh the gossip lawyer is talking about don't take the refund because then you give up all your rights mm-hmm. to sue and litigate in this case yep. for injury, for um, trauma, for anything that um, and he's offering to pay for the funerals. So by accepting that money, you're basically signing away any rights to sue him. And then he's offering this thing called free therapy through better health. But he's also getting a commission off of that for mm-hmm. everybody that joins that. He makes money again. Yeah. How dirty is that? Well, so many things here bother me. It's a lot of shit, and we'll go through it one at a time, basically. This was the timeline, guys. 9.02 p.m., that, according to the Houston Chronicle, uh, Travis, he started performing, fans pressed towards the stage. Nine minutes later, the video shows fans uh, trying to escape overcrowding. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, Twelve minutes after that, 9.23, video reportedly shows fans climbing speaker rigging to escape overcrowding. Again, same as Hillsborough, if you look at the video. Um, Video 9.24, a minute later, it shows a man who climbed the tree for a better view while fans left of stage were screaming for a medic and waving hands to get attention. Uh, Four minutes later, video shows staff performing chest compressions on a man in the crowd. Between 9.30 and 9.35, ambulance spotted trying to move through the crowd. And I'm not joking. People were fucking jumping on the ambulance and being making asses of yeah. themselves when something was going on. Idiots. Uh, I don't know if they were on bath salts or just fucking idiots. And I, I've never seen that at a, at a show. And I've been to loads of concerts in my life with, with people that had issues. Yeah, that needed medical attention. Um, it says, um, two men appear on stage with Travis. It's unclear if they're fans or part of his entourage. He stops the show and calls attention to the ambulance. I think he said something. What the fuck is that about? I mean, that's, that's what I think that's the exact or just about the paraphrasing. He did pause during the concert to, um, you know, at some points to say, you know, let them, let them through or what's going on. But he also, encouraged you know people to take a second help people out but that then he went right back to singing and he had a hype guy on a microphone behind him Uh saying let's fuck this shit up and put your middle fingers up and like yeah raging immediately before they could even get those people out of the crowd yep and then it says uh 934 video reportedly shows a woman and a man climbing up and pleading with camera operators to get help. 4 minutes later 938 the time that Houston officials said a mass casualty event occurred. Police saw people collapse, CPR was being performed. 939 a minute later 16 fire department units were dispatched to NRG Park venue. 942 Travis Scott stopped the show to ask security for help with an unconscious fan. Travis then continued performing about 30 seconds later as the fan was carried out. And there's a video of it online of him looking yeah. at this person going up and, and continuing. And I, I, I'm sorry. I've seen there's there's a compilation of videos out there. Check it out. 
It's 10 minutes long. It's all a bunch of bands, hardcore metal, thrash metal, pop, like Queen, as late as old as Queen, going into like, I don't know, uh, fucking Rage Against the Machine and people stopping shows, stopping shows in the middle of the show Even, to say, yeah. Yep. Uh, Even Billie yeah. Eilish, like a 17-year-old girl performing, knew to stop the show because there was a girl passing out. And what did she do? She went and got water for her and right. somebody else that was lightheaded. and. She was more concerned about the fans than actual performance. That's so right. it just goes to show you that not everybody is as evil and demonic as this Travis Scott is. Oh, fuck no. So it says it says here nine fifty three fire department dispatched twelve more units on top of the sixteen that they already fucking sent. Uh, number uh, ten o'clock. Sorry, Travis brings out Drake on stage. Uh, and I don't even know how Drake at this point, like this is the thing, the breakdown that I don't understand in a gig like this, something like this happens. You, the first thing you do as a performer is you go to the stage manager manager and you say, what the fuck is going on out there? They co- they're supposed to coordinate with security. This is what's going on. There's a link of communication constantly. It's like an art chain of command. So what happened? Complete breakdown. And this is a venue where shit like this has happened. Not, not quite as bad, but they've had a history of problems at this venue. Right. Okay. So Drake does the song Sicko Mode with Travis. So when he came out, there was an even bigger rush to the front of this, the stage ground. And we mentioned the two people that climbed up to tell the cameraman, there's people dead down here. We need to stop. He has a direct line to the producers, to the people that run the show. Oh, yeah. He waved them off. So shame on him. And the crowd was chanting, stop the show. Yeah, there were definitely nobody people nobody did anything. Mm-hmm. Nothing, nothing stopped. And even after it was called a mass, mass casualty event, mm-hmm. he performed for another like 35, 40 minutes after that. And then there's police video, video of the police protecting the front of the stage, taking selfies and live video streaming it. And they knew what was happening, but they just stood there anyway because their job was to protect him. So what do you do while you're standing around and there's a mass casualty event? Oh, yeah, you live stream some fucking footage of yourself at the show. Great. Oh, yeah. Way to go, cops. Yeah. Um, in one of these, uh, uh, one of the blinds recently I checked, uh, and he came up with it. He's been coming up with the goods pretty regularly here. It says in a Zoom, this is from 1110. In a Zoom meeting held yesterday, this reality family have decided they will play the victim card and that family are coming after them. Uh, sorry, people are coming after them and they are unfair and bullying them. They will hire bot companies to pretend to be fans who will go after any detractors. Kardashians slash Travis Scott and Astroworld Festival, uh, etc. Sickening. Yeah, and I'm I, when this is when you don't have any sympathy and actually think these fucking people are evil, evil human beings. I mean, being vapid and being empty and pointless and stupid and pointlessly rich, needlessly rich, is one thing. But this to save your own fucking ass uh, is is something that you just have to go after them. Kylie Jenner, well, I'm sorry, Kylie Kardashian now probably right. is 24 and has a child with Travis. So. Yep. Travis and her have been hot and cold for a while, but they were definitely together for this. He even mm-hmm. acknowledged her out in the crowd. And then there was posts like, thank God Kylie made it safely out of the show. Well, guess what? Kylie had her head down with Kendall mm-hmm. and walked past people, hiding their faces, seeing people on the ground, mm-hmm. getting carted out in front of them. And they claimed they knew nothing until the next day when they were told. Fucking liars disgusting evil empire of just bullshit i cannot stand that group 
Oh, yeah. And the, so this is another one. Entertainment lawyer again. NT comes through with the goods. 1106. There's no way the liability insurance that this A-list rapper is going to be has. He misspelled it. But he, he miswrote it, but uh, is going to be high enough to cover all of the wrongful death suits. This will bankrupt him. Apparently, they tried to do also do everything on the cheap, which will also be exposed. And again, he's going into that. And so this is what happens when amateurs or completely inhuman fuckers try to do something like this and um, don't take full responsibility. And I, I just don't understand who, first of all, let's take for a second, forget about the fact that they're, what's a nine-year-old doing with their parent at a place, at, at a venue like this uh, with exactly. that size? I understand, a, you know, when it's not when it's festival seating, that's the other problem. This wasn't a situation where it was an arena gig, and you know the chairs mm-hmm. are, you know, locked into place and stuff. And that also helps control how people their access and their egress. But festival seating is a nightmare. And I looked up, you know, the the famous concert that comes first to my head is the Cincinnati concert um, that the Who performed in 1979. And in that situation, right. they they only let two doors open, two turnstiles rather instead of the 16 that they had and people got fuck 11 people got trampled. And then there's for anybody who's interested, I only found this just yesterday. Uh, there's a Cincinnati WP WCPO part of ABC web, uh, page called, uh, it's just, there's a story. Roger Daltrey tells how he came to grips with tragedy outside the who concert in Cincinnati. And on the site, there's a 48, 40 minute documentary that they did him and Pete Townsend finally talking about it because to date they have never played Cincinnati again, but Roger Daltrey went back to visit the high school and they gave all kinds of paraphernalia and expressed how sorry they were. Uh, not sorry, right. but they're, they expressed, you know, condolences basically for what happened. And uh, there was a bit of closure for some of the victims' families. It's a really touching story. Right. I, I totally can identify with that. But I, I just want to get back to this and some of the awful stuff behind it. Like back in 2015 at a Lollapalooza concert, Travis Scott got one year probation for telling fans to jump barricades. Mm-hmm. In 2000, oh, same year, 15, mm-hmm. there was a fan who either tried to steal his sneaker, his Yeezy, or his chain, his gold chain. Right. And he told the crowd to F him up, and then he spit on him. But he doesn't even know if he got the right person. Right. Then in 2017, there was a, he got charged for disorderly conduct, inciting a riot, and corrupting a minor. All paid off. Mm-hmm. Then in 2017, he had a fan pushed off a third floor balcony in an overcrowded concert. Vertebrae were broken. Mm-hmm. He wasn't even carted off properly with any of yeah. the medical uh, neck braces or boards to bring him out of there. And other people were jumping off the second floor, breaking their legs, getting mm-hmm. paid off again so mm-hmm. he wouldn't get in trouble. And he's been known to yell at security for holding fans back because he wants them to stage dive. He's encouraged fans to rush the stage before. They're known as ragers and rioters. That's how he he brands himself. So all of this is if when it goes to court, he's got no legs to stand on. It's it's, I hope they take all of his 60 million and all of Kylie's 700 million Mm -hmm. because Frank, quite frankly, I, I can't stand to see this stuff happen, and I think that's why I pushed for us to talk about this tonight. It's another injustice in the world, and if these people skate away without paying up what is due and changing the way concerts are done in Live Nation, who was 
putting this show on, then mm-hmm. there's something seriously wrong in the world. I mean, he's been known to have group sex with multiple women, cheating on Kylie. He's abused them. He's done nothing when he's seen other women getting attacked by his friends. Yeah. I mean, the guy is just a creep. And I, for those of yeah. you who are wondering who he is, he got big in like 2017. He's already mm-hmm. had two Astro World concerts. Mm-hmm. If you want to hear his music, look up Sicko Mode, Goosebumps, Antidote, Butterfly Effect, Stargazing, Through the Late Night. I used to listen to this guy. I, I, I have kids that are teenagers, so I'm listening to what they're listening to. And, mm-hmm. you know, some of the stuff I like. But, man, we lost Juice World, who was a great artist. And we should have lost this guy because this guy's doing nothing to help the planet. And it just makes me so sad that what these celebrities and musicians and actors get away with, it's just a crime. And I feel, you know, sometimes I just can't hold back. I have to speak up. Okay. So I'm sorry. It's not funny, guys. Rest in peace to those who passed away. And I'm sorry to the families. But we'll get on with our stuff, uh, some good wiggy stuff soon. Yeah, it's a hard to transition between, and no pun intended. Um, the uh, it's hard to transition between that and and you know the the uh, the levity and the frivolity we normally get along get on with. But um, the lawyer in there's a lawyer in Texas that has now re- is now representing at least 150 people involved in the uh, concert, and there's no uh, just to give you a guy, kind of perspective, guys. There's a guy. There's a forklift operator who got some kind of brain damage years and years ago. I think it, it might have been a Live Nation um, employee at the, ca- at the case, maybe. And he got something like $50 million in compensatory, you know, settlement. Mm-hmm. So that was one person. Imagine just the, the, the dead, which may still be counting, I don't know, um, people that are injured, hundreds of people injured. Uh, there's not going to be enough deep pockets for him to get out of this without some kind of... Yeah, and he deserves all the fucking scorn he gets. It's just, a, just the worst fucking behavior I can imagine. Yeah, I mean to have a fourteen-year-old boy pass away, which is it breaks my heart. It really hits home because they at a, show pictures at a of him in his little league costume, little league outfit. Yeah, I mean, just I mean, it's heartbreaking. I also have to ask, like, who brings kids these ages to shows? Five, right. nine. 10, 14. No, it, don't. Please just stop. I mean, even uh, 18 year olds who were there, you know, young girls who barely weigh like 110 pounds yeah. couldn't breathe. They were lifted off their feet and like in an ocean of fans, couldn't yep. even touch the ground, could barely breathe. Oh, yeah. Begging to get let out of this thing. It's just, it's horrendous. It's a nightmare. It's the worst. It's worse than any horror movie because it's real. And these people have to live with this. Yes, and guys, and for for future reference, if any young kiddies listening, um, when you're at a concert, wherever you have to, first of all, if you can get away with it, take your backpack in with you because that gives you a little lever, that gives you a little clearance mm-hmm. if you're getting crushed, and gives you a little space because no one wants their face in someone's outbound backpack with a zipper up their ass. Um, the other thing is elbows out. Make sure you got space yeah. around as much space around you as you can, and you have to be a little bit of an asshole about it. And um, it happened to me in in KL. I was in Kuala Lumpur for the Tai Pusam festival, and there was a million people there, a million people, and I had to oh, go and, and with the, the wife, and we were. <laughs> I had to like kind of make sure she had space to breathe because she's way smaller. And I said. No one's getting near us for this. We're waiting for a subway to get us the fuck out of there. And I've never been more 
I was adrenalized, but not fearful because I know how to handle, handle myself generally in these situations. So I'm old enough. But if you're 20 and you've never done this before, you're 18 and 14, you have no fucking chance. There's just no way. Like no matter how strong you no, are, you're not going to fight. A, you're not going to fight a wave of human bodies. You just can't. No, you got to stay calm. Don't panic and just yep. push your way through. Find some people to barrel behind and just hopefully you can get yourself out and get safe. Yeah. But I, I just hope this would just stop this mm -hmm. overcrowding and overselling concerts to the point where people are getting hurt like this. Yeah, I spoke to the wife about it. She says, look, it's during COVID that they were just concerned about making as much fucking money as they could. And when mm -hmm. you do things on the cheap Big shit like grab. that, it's like it Woodstock was in interesting. They They said they only had like. They were trying to collect tickets and then all like 100,000 people burst onto the concert and they're like, do you want a good movie or do you want to start collecting tickets? And so they realized they couldn't do anything about the influx of people. And if they but if they didn't have the movie to make money on, they would have had to have collect collected tickets from people. They just would have had to. Otherwise, they would have been bank. They would have been bankrupt. The company that put it together. So at any rate. We're going to go back into our normal uh, state of affairs. Anybody who's tuned out, you can tune right back in. Um, we finished off. We're going into June 30th. But before we go into June 30th, taking us <laughs> into September 7th, playing with time, we're like Doctor Who. Um, there is a blind that I loved from um, yes. 1109. And this had to do with this past Monday. Uh, it was Tuesday with Emily Ratajkowski. Okay, that was it. The one, and, and he used to fuck up her name constantly, and I think even in the Summit video, he does. And so it says, so let me get this straight. The permanent A-plus list radio host did confirm his wife was a yachter. Was she still a yachter when she met the host? I'm going to go with a big yes on that. Howard Stern, Beth Ostrowski's <laughs> turn. And the, and the, the line, if you missed it, because I, I read that and I go, what? How come I didn't? Uh, may, and you guys may have in the mockery thread addressed it, but I was busy. I didn't get a chance to see all of it. And um, I just read up the Mark Spriggan link, and it mentions how Wiggy talks to Emily Ratajkowski or whatever the fuck her name is and, and about how Beth <laughs> You're mentioned now. Beth mentioned about going to Dubai. <laughs> yes, she was invited through the modeling agency to go to parties in Dubai. Right. But uh, he says she refused. So that's still questionable, that answer. Right. right. Um, but yeah, Emily got paid $25,000 to be a date at the Super Bowl for J-Ho Lowe, who's <laughs> um, a billionaire, apparently. Yeah. yeah. And these other women were there. But she claims she just stood there. He never talked to her. She didn't have to do anything. Mm -hmm. I'm not buying it. Right. But she said all this. It was like, you know, I've, I've led this crazy life and I've seen all these things and people have asked me to, you know, participate in things. And Howard, of course, has to chime in. Yes, my wife, Beth, from the Ames catalogs. Right. She knows exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> she hasn't been on Vogue or Elle or Marie Claire <laughs> or any of these 17. other highfalutin magazines. But she's been yeah. in Ames and Boscov's. Yeah. So that makes her, you know, same level. He does the same thing with celebs. He always puts oh, yeah. himself and compares himself to them, which yeah. drives me nuts. That's a stupid MPD. <laughs> Yeah, so basically he outed Beth as a yachter because she going allegedly going to parties in Dubai or invited. We'll just go with that story for now. Okay, now here's the thing. <laughs> when I saw that and I had the exchange with Ray and I'm actually going to read some of the intrigue and I said, okay, meanwhile, 
uh, she was set up with that South African guy supposedly on her and Wiggy's first meeting. And uh, whether you're a, whether you're escorting a person as a date, as a bearding assignment, or as a as a, a fuck fuck date, you're still an escort. Right. You're being paid on an assignment to do mm-hmm. this. And Carrie Stevens was an ex playmate, another Buffalo gal like Sam, but this one she actually went to the Middle East and fucked for money. She she admits it in her book. She either we're, I was going to try to set up an interview with her because she has some interesting stuff to say about Wiggy. And uh, most of those girls, even though they don't want to admit it, probably if you're getting paid 25 G's, there's a lot comes with that. And that ain't just about looking like eye candy. Almost every one of them mm-hmm. turns into a pin cushion at the end of the night. Yeah, they're pretty much ordered what to do throughout yeah. the night and who yeah. to do it with and how many times and it's yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's all mm-hmm. they can do. Yeah. And to the point where, I mean, people there's, and I don't want to get into conspiracy theory mode. It's merely what I read in the blinds and, uh, that Megan Markle or Megan Markle, whatever was also a yachter before yeah. all this got started. And, and it's not surprising. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not, it's not unbelievable. Um, the, and the Royal family certainly is not above scandal. Just look at that fucking Prince Andrew interview <laughs> that he did about Epstein and, and oh, oh my Lord. God, that's a whole other can of worms. We can't go into guys, but if we ever do, trust me, you'll, you'll enjoy it, I think, even though you, you may, it's disturbing, but it's fascinating. Yeah, when uh, can the fest, the movie festival in France at, at Cannes goes on, the yachting is probably at its peak season at that point. Oh yeah. So anybody that you see in pictures over there, associated with movies or not associated with movies, but hanging out over there, look mm-hmm. out. You know, there's people like Lindsay Lohan, Bella Thorne. Tons. They've all been associated with this work, and that's what they do when when you can't get a job acting or in the business modeling. What mm-hmm. do you do? You go you go yachting because mm-hmm. it's quick money. You can make enough for the year in like a month. So, right, and there's there's not much in the way of ambiguity, it. and there's not like it's not a long term commitment. You just literally go take it wherever and whatever input they ask and then uh, whatever you're willing to do for the money and uh, you get you sometimes it's just swag sometimes it's jewelry sometimes it's whatever and it's it's not it's transactional completely transactional drugs yeah sure why not um Mm -hmm. it's part of the business sadly uh anyway let's get down to business guys pardon our business our transactional and um, let's see what we got here. June 30th, number one, death taxes and contract lies. Now, keep in mind, guys, this is right before he goes on vacation. So we are going to straddle the two eras of Stern in this particular uh, this particular episode. Articulate all of them. I just talked about my excitement and stuff. But uh, the, the, the truth was, when this last contract was up, I took a look at my life and I was like, well, OK, maybe it's uh time but when they came up with this plan of <laughs> maybe it's time <laughs> i love that dramatic pause maybe you know i've uh, i gotta hang up the i gotta hang up the microphone and call it a night mildred <laughs> he's threatened this every time a contract comes around yeah it's so lame it is um instead of doing 112 shows a year do 100 i thought okay <laughs> i could do that and i can still oh, be connected boy. Fan. Now, hold on. By saying that, though, is he outing himself like the 79 that he is, that it is 12 shows fewer? Because that would make perfect sense. What's 12 shows? Um, three three weeks. That's four weeks. I'm 12 sorry, shows. Three, 
Oh, sorry. I keep thinking he's on his original four-day-a-week schedule. <laughs> <laughs> so four weeks, that explains that big gap in the summer, and that's what he's talking about. Like, that's usually he gets those two weeks, go back, two weeks, go back. Right. It's it's more like five weeks over yeah. July and August, which yeah. he skipped this year. So right now, we're the count's at 86 after yep. this week. Um, yep. I was still hoping for a big Thanksgiving, Christmas vacation, but... I kind of doubt we're going to get that. I think we might just get like a three-week Christmas vacation at this point. We'll see. We, we can't And definitely lucky. a week a week for Thanksgiving. So he'll take that week off like he, he has to every year. That's right. And we can still give you some of the best radio around. I happen to believe we still do the best radio around. I've listened to the other stuff. It ain't that great. It's not that we're that good. It's just they're not that great. Oh, take it oh, boy. I think we're good. <laughs> I do. Too. Well, I don't want to. I don't want to pat us on the back too much. So anyway, that. Uh, yeah. So there's that. Uh, number two, trans family feud. On. I was thinking the other day, if Richard Dawson was hosting Family Feud, would he kiss trans women? <laughs> okay. <laughs> what? Why does Why does that have to come up? <laughs> Who thinks of that? Uh, someone, someone who has it on their mind. Number three, uh, Zvi. Oh God, this is sometimes tough for me in the morning. Zvi lacks gaydar. <laughs> you know, mom, why can't liberate? He seems like such a great guy. <laughs> oh yeah, they were talking about Liberace, and this was actually something I can't remember where it was. You know, the the word they used to use for Liberace was he's eccentric. <laughs> moms used to use okay. it because they wouldn't accept it. Like, they wouldn't like, what do you mean, Rock Hudson? What are you talking about? This was all because he was talking about his mom teaching him stuff growing up mm -hmm. and how she had better gaydar than he does, that he doesn't have any, apparently, because he doesn't know about Ralph or Liberace. <laughs> and, and this is him talking about him finding out from his mom about Liberace. Right. Yeah. When she told me he was gay and what gay was, I was like, you're kidding me. Liberace? <laughs> I have no gaydar whatsoever. We think he knows full, fully well what gay is, was, and that's well, some some of most of us feel that way. None. I mean, my mother was like shocked how little gaydar I had. I couldn't tell well, that Paul Lynn, Charles Nelson Riley, and Liberace were gay. Noticing. To me, this is just on par with him saying, my wife, my wife, I'm a straight guy, I'm married, that kind of mm -hmm. shit. When you say, I don't have gaydar. Um, number four, flirting with the stylist. I know. Well, listen, to this day, I, don't, I didn't even know Ralph was gay. Ralph, what? hi, you're on the earth. Yeah. <laughs> what? Now, that, is that supposed to be a joke or serious? Because I wasn't quite under, I, did, I still don't understand when he does this. Because usually the joke is followed by a giggle or a laugh, you know, one of those little tells. It was him joking in a weird way, but not joking. That's the yeah. funny thing yeah. is, you know, the theory, Ralph had a theory that if you, they were talking about um, one of the callers sucking a trans lady's dick mm -hmm. and that if you suck a dick, you're gay. Mm -hmm. So by that logic, Ralph is gay. Yes. Because he's if admitted to that, but he also has been with women too. So, um like Terry Farrell of Deep Space Nine came up this week and they've been harping on that and how he got a date with her and made out with her. We don't know if anything else happened because she didn't right. confirm anything but that. They even right. went as far as to play the clip of that. Uh -huh. So it's just his his way of being, you know, um, kind of just sketchy 
in the way he talks. Like, I didn't even know. Right. But, like, inside, he knows. He knows. It's and their we inside know. joke. Exactly. Now, the thing is, guys, and you're, you will already have heard the episode I cut with Isaac Lightfoot, our buddy on the show, uh, on the, in the group, who had an uh, encounter with uh, Gina, just or Ginger Lynn. I keep the Gina Lynn. There's a lot of Lynns out there. Amy Lynn. There's Teresa Lynn. There's all kinds of Lynns. It seems to be a very popular name amongst the uh, working girls. <laughs> and um, he, if you if, if you heard that. Uh, and you wonder, like, well, what the fuck could a porn star know? Well, actually, they all talk to each other. The industry is actually that small and that I, I don't I guess you could say incestuous, but it's not. I mean, it's a bad word, but I'm just saying that it's in, in terms of how close they all are. They all speak. They all do pillow talk or camera talk. And later on, they just there's no secrets, because if you could if you'll fuck someone up the ass, you'll probably tell them whatever you want, <laughs> you know, right. and they'll. You know, they just convert like, what do you know about it? And Ginger was on the show in 94. Like she was she was friends with she was dating Charlie Sheen for a couple of years who actually credited her with his sobriety at the time when he was bottoming out in the early 90s and then uh, got clean and they became sobriety partners as well. And um she when she cleaned herself up, she was on the show years later. You'd you'd see her all mm -hmm. over the place. And I'm certain she, she knows she was on a dozen times at least and yeah. promoting things or doing interviews, game shows, whatever they had, you know, stupid things planned for Absolutely. her to talk about or Absolutely. come in with somebody. Yep. And um, yeah, Isaac, thank you so much for going Great to that story. convention and getting all the dirt <laughs> from her. Can't wait to yeah. hear you talk about it. Yeah, that was a freebie we thought we would throw out for you guys, and we hope you appreciate it. Uh, and hope you hope you enjoyed it at the very least. People always say to me, Ralph is gay, and Ralph told me he's not gay, so I believe him. And everyone gay tells now. me I'm crazy. Gay now. Gay now. <laughs> Are you disassociating himself from the actual, like any any trace of the story and every you know, it just it doesn't work anymore. It doesn't. Yeah. And let's not forget Beth thought he was gay from the get-go when they right. met at that dinner party where right. she was the South African guy's escort. So right. yeah. they were talking about shoes and purses and, you know, style, because he's a stylist. <laughs> Do you remember that one clip they had? <laughs> Do you remember they had John Barbados? can't even Barbados? say that without laughing. <laughs> exactly. Do you remember they had John Barbados oh, in the right. studio? And he goes, he goes, so what was your first impression when you met Ralph? And he goes, gay. <laughs> he just starts laughing. Because, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. You're straight, right? Very, very. Come on. Hello. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this I is told just it. like high pitch Eric. It's <laughs> okay, the next one is called Depressed Happy Person. I mean, what are you sitting around bumming out for? Be happy. Well, you can't tell someone who is a uh, a depressed type person to be happy. It's impossible. It's, it's, it's like a chemical thing. And it's not that I'm... I, I am a happy person. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> Although... Uh, <laughs> I spent last night writing about 20 pages about death. The, uh, we all do that. Yeah. Right. While I was skipping rope, I was planning my will. Yeah, yeah. Whatever you want to call it. And um, did you take with your fountain pen, you wrote about death. I did. I wrote about death and people who don't get to realize their dreams in life because they die too young. But 
<laughs> Matthew Schultz, my um, my assignment for you, if you if you care, if you so if you choose to accept this mission, um, I was a huge fan of Sandman, the comic book as a kid. And uh, Neil Gaiman's writing is just just a love, just loved it. But the <laughs> if you can find a picture of Morpheus and make put Wiggy's face there instead, <laughs> I'd love you forever. <laughs> Thank you, Matthew. We, yeah, we'll just call it Wiggy of the Wiggy of the Endless. And I suggest looking up um, Dave McKean's artwork specifically, or um, I'd say Dave McKean or Charlie Vess, uh, both of them who did such great work on the on the on the the uh, the character. Uh, next clip. Let's see. Regrets. Wiggy has a few hundred thousand. <laughs> <laughs> but my point is, yes, of course I have regrets. I feel that my childhood would have been a lot different. And I wasted a lot of time in life. Wait a minute. Um, you couldn't determine what your childhood was going to no, be like. I wish I had yeah, the, I wish I had, had uh, my brain that I have now when I was a child <laughs> so I could parent myself and really uh, take advantage of the time I had on the planet. I think be I real. could. Please. 79 logic at it again. 100%. Thanks. And I love that Robin just chimes in like, you idiot. You can't do shit like that. Just come on. Just stop. Yeah. You were a fucking kid. You were an annoying asshole as a kid. All you cared about was getting fucking attention. And you got everything you wanted. But it was never, it's never good enough for him. That's the kicker. Like, no matter what he does, no matter how good he allegedly is at tracing slash painting, it's never good enough. Chess, you name it. Photography, forget it. It. It's just him, you know, being a narcissist. It's all it's all the same shit all the time, just different stories all made up most likely. Yeah. Well, the um uh, Anthony Angulo, uh Angulo, I'm I'm sorry, I guys, I'm Anthony, I'm really really sorry if I mispronounce your surname, but he he suggested a clip recently that kind of ties into this that I think is a a really good it's a really good choice for us because and I won't go it involves Ben calling into the show, and it's one of those that'll probably have to be Patreon because it's I'm certain it's ID tagged, and so will be a waste on YouTube. But uh, at any rate, it's a it's a fascinating little topic because we're going to start focusing on Ray and him, but the Ben and and Howard relationship is also fascinating to me because Ben and both Ray and Ben are so steadfast in how they treated him and how they entitled not entitled what's the word indulged him as a kid yes that they never waver his story go like gets contradicted by robin in studio and then by himself <laughs> in various occasions yep. but their story never really changes that's when you know someone's bullshitting that the the guy can't keep his lies straight realize how ridiculous that sounds that's my regret yeah. it doesn't matter that it's ridiculous it's a thought that i wasted time in my life and it kills but you me were, that i wasted first time first of all there's a reason for childhood mm. And we're supposed to believe he wasted a whole night writing 20 pages on death, not buying it. Just like no I way. don't buy that he sits around with a notebook all weekend writing up bits for the show. Fuck that. <laughs> I got to meet the guys. <laughs> I love that clip. <laughs> I have to isolate that. <laughs> I can't fucking do those planks. Fuck that. I'm busy meeting the guys. Uh, number seven, Pelican Pedicure. Toenails were so long. It was so disgusting. But I, I can't cut my toenails right. I just can't do it. And I said to Beth, would you, <laughs> you have a minute, could you cut my toenails? 
which is uh. really gross. I know. I know. <laughs> I, I hurt my feet. <laughs> and I, I, you know, you know, I have nice feet. They're not disgusting. <laughs> you know, I don't have athlete's foot. I, you know, I, I, I take How care have of you been your toenails all this time. Oh, Lord. I mean, yeah. He must be rough from searching for baby ducklings to swallow all day. Uh, sorry, go ahead. Um, yeah, his his cataracts are keeping him from seeing his feet. I mean, when you're six nine, yeah, and you're trying to get down to like the best feature he has is his feet, right? But now he's telling us he's got hobbit nails, and Beef has to cut them. So he's worried about her losing sexual attraction for him. Because she's doing this, and he's such a veal. He makes everything so difficult that he forces other people to do stuff for him. It's so sad. Well, he's got such – I mean, if he'd just be honest about his back problems, because if – me and – um, um, sorry, me and Chicago Bob, Bobby Chicago, a.k.a. all those things, um, we're talking about people who get – muscular problems as a result of their employ like so he's a drummer his lower back's got to be one of the first things that's starting to go that kind of thing uh, uh, pelican he sits down stern sits down at a chair no matter how comfortable it is you're going to get you know issues as a result of that mm-hmm. it's like being in a plane for nine hours you don't feel like running a marathon after that you got to get up you got to do your stretches all those things and i'm certain he never did any of that to take care of himself he just you know read a pamphlet from sarno and willed all that fucking pain away uh just like you know you can use sarno to you know cure homosexuality according to stern mm-hmm. and and so <laughs> Uh, he's just not willing to say, you know what? I got a bad back. I can't reach my nails. It's it's you know it sucks. Which would be human, human, and more interesting than this bullshit. Well, that would also help explain his morphinism, and that big uh, uh, dowager back that he's got like a hump <laughs> where he walks. You know, he can't walk downstairs. He's got a hump. God. He's going blind. I mean, how great is this visual that I like just imagine it. And then you got to worry about the wig. He's got sunglasses on that are tinted. Like, no wonder you, <laughs> you're, you're just a fucking mess. And we, okay. we get joy from this. So there you go. Okay. Well, here's the thing there's that one video, GIF, 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 I'm sorry, guys, of him walking down, being led down the stairs by Ellen <laughs> from Beth. That's the one I'm thinking okay, of. Yeah. Okay. There's, there's that. That one's okay. That one's fine because it's, you know, it is amusing. But the most amusing one is the one where he's going up that one step and I isolated that. He just took the picture and photoshopped it on a minefield while him walking doing Stairmaster <laughs> in a step class or whatever, or whatever. Not Stairmaster. I'm sorry. And then also, like, you know, doing ballet with a bunch of little tykes and stuff like that. And I thought, yes, it's this is him constantly hunched over horrible posture. And for him that yeah. tall, that must be a nightmare. His back must be killing him daily. I wouldn't be surprised if he was on painkillers just for that. Well, he did have back pain back in the day. And yeah. he says, you know, Sarno helped him wish that away. Yeah, right. But that yeah, it's got to be a problem. And when you're. You know, you've got, he's got, he always says he has issues and I believe him. Oh yeah. He's got this anorexia. He's got a bad liver. He's got high cholesterol. He's, now we, do, now we need know, to save her dance. Eyes are going. <laughs> yes. So it's just, it's just a fucking gold mine of. Yeah. Back pain. Photoshops. And <laughs> toe, toe fungus. Toe jam. <laughs> Let's oh, keep going. 
Well, she's been helping me for a while. I didn't want, I was embarrassed to tell you, <laughs> but um, I don't know. My vision has changed. I can't see down there and I'm, I end up fucking my feet up and I walk around for three days because it's all screwed up. Oh, dear. I said, would it be a turnoff if you were to do? She goes, no. What's the big deal? She goes, I, uh, I'll give you a petty. Would it be a turnoff? Uh, yes, yes. Just like sex would be yes. a turnoff. Looking at you is a turnoff. Listening to you is a turnoff. Um, number, yeah, go ahead. You know what's not a turnoff? Marbles. Yeah, yeah. When you <laughs> can get That's why them. she does it. Yeah. Number eight is called audio glitch. And she came in and she was cutting my toenails, and I'm looking her over. She's wearing some little dress or something, and I go, boy, oh boy, she looks good. What a waste of time I'm here. I, 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 she should be in bed with me right now. I said. I, I guess I can't get too down on him because we might have that too. But, you know, we're not getting paid $120 million a year. Uh, no. Yeah, quote unquote. Also, um, he's jealous of her that she gets to play dress up for dinner in $4,000 gowns and purses and, you know, jewelry that. He'll never look good in. He's tried. Yeah. He's been glamorized as, you know, um, a cross-dresser many, many times. But, mm -hmm. yeah, he's, 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 when he talks about how good Beth looks, it means he wishes he was young. He could eat whatever candy he wants and that he could walk around in floofy stuff or whatever. So that's, that's how I interpret it. I don't know. Everybody might have different ideas. Next clip, guys, number nine is called Perlman Pounds Women Hard with Horsecock. And Raven's going to explain a little more who the fuck Perlman is. And no, it's not Ron. No, it's Mike Perlman, who has recently come into play on the show with um, talking about how in the past he took a bullet, whether it was on the street or if he was a service guy. I can't remember. But he is shown as this tough guy who's, you know, beefy, bulked up. And um, he's been used for uh, Ronnie bits. He's been used when they asked staff, like, uh, if Ronnie passed away and somebody was going to sleep with Stephanie, who would it be? And the, guess who the two people were? It was Benji, <laughs> the <laughs> air whore, and this guy, Mike yeah. Perlman. So yeah. uh, I think Wiggy has a thing for him because he, oh, yeah. you know, has has this history and he has recently been on the air maybe two, three times this year, maybe more, I don't know, but he's just a newer staffer that's been getting some airtime and he's one of Wiggy's favorites because we don't get Nwiki as much. We no. haven't been getting Mamet and we got way too much Chris Wilding. So I guess they're yeah. just mining the staff for filler. Yep. Hey, Ronnie, <laughs> if you had to pick someone to fuck Stephanie after you're gone, who would it be? Mm. Would it be Mike? didn't he sound a little overjoyed like thinking of the concept of like right he, he brought him up with almost glee in his voice or am i just mistaking that no he's he's putting ronnie in an awkward position where he's got to talk about his girlfriend being with somebody else and like with benji it's one thing because it's a big fucking joke we all get yeah, it completely but with this mike perlman guy i mean it's a little creepy yeah and the conversation just goes deeper and deeper. So it's <laughs> a minute. I mean, we have like a minute and 10 seconds left on this. It's yeah. Yeah. Just listen think, up. Okay. 
Mike would be the first of all. Mike's really good looking. He's got big thick arms. Probably got a cock like a horse. He's gonna fuck her so hard she's gonna be like, "Why did I waste my life with Ronnie?" I mean, this dude probably can fuck like an animal. He's he's like honestly waxing poetic about this guy, like you would mm-hmm. a lover or some kind of you know some kind of lust crush. You know, the way he like did about... Like a mad crush that you have. I, I, I still have a reface, you know, that reface app. I still have a one I love <laughs> that I haven't I haven't uploaded it to Jiffy or Giffy, whatever it's called, um, of him as an Antonio Banderas in Interview with the Vampire, putting his hand over that candle and doing that little... <sighs> I know when Wiggy saw that movie, he was like, I need to be... With those guys, I need to be yeah. Tom Cruise in that movie with Brad Pitt and Antonio Banderas, and so yes. this this sounds much like that. He's he, gonna make Nebony forget you. <laughs> he was shot, and he fucking lived, and like he didn't even care that he was shot. He was still going after the guy. That's what I mean. You want him? You probably fuck like a wild man. Am I correct? Yeah, but you know, I I I like I, I Ronnie's my buddy, and, and uh, but I'm you saying know, you pound hard. You tells me not to fuck yeah, Stephanie. Okay. You won't do it. Ronnie's my I love <laughs> my Ronnie. buddy. Ooh, Jesus, HR. Listen, <laughs> listen to the stuttering that Perlman does at the beginning of that. He's like, I I I I I like um yeah. uh I he can't even begin. To do this bit with like a straight face because no. he's so uncomfortable. He knows the boss is eyeing him up and down and thinking bad thoughts about him. It's just the worst place to work in the world. I'm sorry. And so just he's a quick gotta question. go through with this. Yeah, yeah. Just a quick question to you on this sort of well, on the sub level. Do you think at this point that it has been disseminated secretly amongst the crew and the staff now that they all know what the boss likes, but it's not written down on paper. It's never actually on an archive anywhere or in an email, but it's told to people, look, the guy likes dick. Just, you know, fucking make up your, you know, make up whatever, whatever penthouse for letter, (laughs) penthouse letter, playgirl letter, I guess we're going to call it. And uh, that's how you get on the air with this guy because he loves that shit. Do you think that's actually been verbalized from staffer to staffer behind the scenes, let's say? For sure. It's it's word of mouth. It's, you know, the office gossip. It's like, yeah. hey, if you want to make a name for yourself on the show, you got to do something that is either going to show off yourself in a masculine way mm-hmm. or give up some information on ass play, um, pegging your loads, something to entice the boss that will show up on his radar and get you noticed. Yeah. So mm-hmm. guns. Yeah, getting shot, for sure. Big pipes on, you know, carrying suitcase arms. <laughs> That's one of my favorite visuals. Um, Some coworkers, massive a, hog. <laughs> yeah, pounding girls like with a horse cock. I mean, give yeah. me anything you got, and just, you know, him and Ronnie apparently are good buddies. You know, it's work buddies, and yet he still has to go through with this. And even Ronnie handles it well. He doesn't yeah. go off the handle. He takes it well. He's like, you know, he Ronnie knows what he's Ronnie into. Knows. Yeah. And it's just Pearlman's not groomed for the show enough. 
So he comes off very awkward and has trouble spitting out a full sentence. He's probably looking for the nearest window to jump out of. Yeah, when he's dead. (laughs) You pound a woman hard, right? With your musculature, I'm sure you pound a woman hard. And that's a word that George Takei uses, who is an out guy. And the only person, the only other person now using that word, of course, is as a joke. uh, What do they call him now? Fun George? Because they can't get George to do the the gay stuff anymore. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, yeah. that was what... the impersonator, whoever, whoever could be wild. I don't know who's doing it, but Nowicki maybe I have no idea. And um, and then so <laughs> he used to make fun of that word musculature the way George used to say it, and now he's using it. He is, yeah. And I guarantee you, you're not taking anything up the ass. You're a real man. <laughs> what? Hell no. He's Absolutely. a top. Right, right, right. Yeah. right. You're not going to lay on a bed like Ronnie and have your no. girl pull, put shit I'll up your right. ass. No, I was surprised when Ronnie revealed all that, man. I was really surprised. <laughs> now, this is just Wiggy wanting that visual in his own mind so that he can later on go and pleasure himself. There's nothing. There's nothing. Not This it couldn't get more transparent. Yeah, he's just laying out some parameters for Mike to agree with and yep. go with it. Just play along. So it's kind of like when you talk to Wendy and every answer is yes. Yeah, he's doing the same thing with his staff, <laughs> and they all have to go. Yeah, yeah, except when he does the same thing when an actual guest comes in and treats them like Wendy. <laughs> they say no. Did, did you hate your father? Uh, this next clip is really short. Fantasy Staffer Island. I'm outside all the time, Howard. I'm an outside. I can't sit in the house all day. I'm outside right. doing stuff after work. Like Robin. Let's be honest. This guy Mike's a good-looking dude, right? With the big physique oh, oh, and everything. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. He's built Thank like the Rock. I mean, uh, you know, when you fantasize about Mike, don't you think he's pounding you hard? I, I don't fantasize about anybody. Okay, guys, I'm sorry. I, 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 I'll apologize Ooh. to the cows come home if some people find this pandering or whatever. But, like, this is this is just ridiculous. There's no uh, red pill. Red, we'll, look, we'll give you bags full of red pills. We're giving it to you right now. Just, just go along with us. And he used to do this about KC. Who we know he fan he ha- we know he fantasized about constantly. He spent thirty minutes on this bit, yeah, about who's going to pound Ronnie's girlfriend, right. and the majority of it was this Perlman guy. Yeah. So I'm just reporting the news, sir. I'm sorry, fans, <laughs> if you don't like it. That's we don't like it either. But this is we're just reflecting on what we get from the show. Isn't this? Hold on. Let me let me let me just get a similar bit. Let me just find it here. Hold on. Uh, I know I have it. I'll just uh, I'll let my uh, Robin uh, <laughs> Raven Robin <laughs> Raven Quivers. Uh, vi- uh, what is it? A vibe groove. While I'm finding the clip. Okay, this is the Daryl Hannah. Uh, this is Daryl Hannah talking to uh, in studio with Quentin Tarantino and Wiggy's mm-hmm. waxing similarly poetic about JFK Jr. Okay, so you tell me if there's a difference between what he was just going on with and what he's doing here. And this is from 2004 ish. There were 2003, 2004. Yeah. They were promoting Kill Bill. So I think 2003 is probably the best guess. That sounds right. Okay. So when you make love to a guy like that and you're staring into his eyes, it's, you already have to have an orgasm just from that, right? Because he's so good looking. Uh, you know, I think you sound like you're gay or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's going on? <laughs> 
I'm trying to talk. Wait a second. I'm trying to. Wait a second. I am trying to. I am trying to. I am trying to have girl talk with you here. Howard, I always kind of thought you were like hetero, but like you seem obsessed with this. Okay, we didn't say it. Great. That was Daryl Hannah. And uh, so you just play it back for yourselves, guys. You have the app, whatever you use, and go back 30 seconds, 15 seconds, and you listen for yourself, and uh, you tell us if we're full of shit. Um, going on, unless you have anything further for the 30th. <laughs> no. Okay. He's closed. <laughs> All right. Sam clipped the seventh. So thank you, Sam. God bless you. You did a great job. Uh, and you got uh, a lot of clips and a lot of short clips as well. This first one, because he just came back from however long it was, eight weeks, seven weeks, eight weeks, something like that. Two uh, months. Ten, ten weeks, okay, 68 I mean, days. Yeah. So this was called <laughs> Summer of Goals. <laughs> I don't even want to play it. I'm still laughing at it. We're back live. Sort of uh, weird to be back in the sense that I had set a bunch of goals for myself, you know? <laughs> like, it's the first time turned down a bit. as an adult. You know, really, first time as an adult, I had two months off, an entire summer off, and... My expectations weren't that high. I didn't. I think I didn't set my goals too high. I was, like, I, I set a couple of goals for the. <laughs> what goals? <laughs> just imagine him thinking oh of that God. notebook of ideas before he started a series that just it, it unraveled into nothingness in two thousand five, two thousand six. Something. So you're gonna have swearing. Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna have crack whore view that lasted one episode. <laughs> Go ahead. It's- his goal was to wake up every morning. Are you kidding yeah. me at the rate yeah. this guy's going? Exactly. But do you hear the energy, the low energy he comes back with? I mean, 68 days off and you're like, uh, da, 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 da. it just, it blows. It, I was, I was, I guess my expectations were way too high for this feel. Right. The, the song they should be going coming into is like rainbows keep falling on my head. <laughs> like instead it's yes. this rock, this rock track where it should be some kind of slow joy division dirge atmosphere or something. I don't know. Summer and what I needed to accomplish. And like Jason just asked me, he said, hey, I'm wondering, like over the summer, did you manage to figure out how to get your phone alarm to cascade <laughs> instead of just. I go, no, no. A matter, a matter of fact, all of my goals were not met. Yeah. You know, like, when you said no, it made me laugh out loud here by myself. I was like, oh, my goodness. Oh. He reminds me of a bit I used to do at stand up that used to bring down the room where the old guy with the, the patented old guy looking at his smartphone like it's a like it's some kind of like it's a musket. And all of a sudden when it's ringing and you're in a public place and he's looking around and he's like, what's what's that noise that forgets that it's his own phone and then just starts <laughs> looking at it like, oh, wow, this thing is making noise. What is this? <laughs> you was purchased. Do I do? For exactly. How do I stop this? Is it attacking me? <laughs> is it an alarm? So um, the the idea that that was his goal makes perfect sense because he has the ambition of a of a tree sloth. Number two, Wigtardo has the twisties. Stop busting his balls for taking off the summer. But he ruined it for okay. me. Like even like newspapers like the New York Post wrote critical articles that I took the summer off. And I'm like, this is fucking bullshit. I'm an old dude. I, what do you mean, man? I've done 40 plus years of yeoman service. And now I'm getting well, my ass whipped. you could look at it another way. They think you're so robust and healthy and vibrant no. that you should be working. 
I can barely function at this point. <laughs> I can't even see the equipment. My eyes are fucked up. My All I remember at the time, I don't know that the media cared about it, but it was definitely reported that the remaining few people that actually listen to this show on a regular basis were up in arms on Reddit, on Twitter. And that was it. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't like this big media fury, like, oh, my God, we broke the Internet. No. <laughs> yeah. And so it wasn't articles. It was literally an article, perhaps, that reported or two articles that reported, you know, Stern fans upset. Right. It didn't really break any headlines whatsoever. It was kind of like for us, it was a wave of relief. For others, it was like, what the fuck? I just re-upped my subscription. Yep. And now I've got two months of nothing. Are you kidding me? Well, so yeah. It was more. That came through in Reddit and Facebook, I think, possibly mm -hmm. Twitter. Mm -hmm. It was more, yeah, definitely in the Facebook groups for sure, the other, the ancillary groups. Um, I think more of it was the fact that he was promoing the, the lamest shit, and we covered that, like a Coldplay concert from 2018, and, you know, I don't know. Cheap Trick, Green Danny Trejo and Ice-T are going to introduce their favorite clips from Dana an archive Harvey. of only five years because we can't go back further than 2015. Ooh. Yeah, so I think that's that's more the the time off was bad enough, but then the fact that they replaced it with such lame shit, uh, and predictably lame shit, that's what people were really up in arms about. I think I've got I've got health issues. I mean, what are you, what are you talking about? And then you know I like that um, drink over the summer, like uh, that that Olympic star, <laughs> the girl who like said she got the twisties and yeah. yeah, Simone Biles like. She goes, I have the twisties. I can't compete. Hey, I'm a fucking old dude. What about me over here? Why are you busting my balls? I, I didn't even quit. I just took a couple. No, I just took a couple of weeks off. Side. Oh, everyone was on. Her, oh, yeah. I should. Yeah. Making it. Yeah. Making like the, the whole world stopped on your dime. Go ahead. He was forced to take off. We both agreed that Jennifer yeah. Witz was like, we need to do some metrics. We need to yeah. get some other stuff going probably revamp the studios and the connections for all these people. I don't even know if Fred's studios finished. Um, he was told to sit in the corner for two months. Mm -hmm. I don't think he had as much say as he's telling us. He, you know, you got to take everything he says and rework it to the opposite story. Yeah. And then somewhere there or in the middle, you might get the truth. It was probably a contract negotiation as far as reducing his pay, but okay, I'm going to do less shows. Maybe he came up with that or he wanted off like all the the uh, Jimmy Kimmel's and the yep. evening, the night, the nighttime guys that they get on their shows. So, well, he, he, Bill he, Maher, Bill Maher gets off during like a month during the summer. Sure. I mean, I mean, uh, any any performer worth their salt has a certain extended period of time and then they go back to work in the studio if they're a singer or the touring you know all things being normal guys um but the one thing you mentioned i was going to do a little cross promotion on patreon by this time you will have heard guys uh and those of you who are not on patreon will not have of course but this why incentive to go get it bob and i did uh a special on the survey, the e-market research poll that Doug Goodstein did in 2008, 2007, 2008, and that he was pissed off about because he had 90, 98% um, awareness factor, but zero, not, not one person in the survey of 1,100 people thought he was funny. 
<laughs> like he didn't even make it to a percentage of that for of that uh, survey and that we've got the, um, the 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 clip on the show and the wrap up show and the wrap up show is just spectacular i think it's a two parter guys so um uh check it out Great. it's worth it and i think you're right because you just brought up the idea that they have to do some marketing research i think and bob d was was on top of that at the time as well that's absolutely why that break had to happen as well as pay cut like, while we're doing that, let's find out what the reaction is to this lame crap that we throw up in the interim while you're off. And with any new executive that comes in, they always change things up a bit to make their mark. And Jennifer Witz probably did this because she came in right before the contract was finalized. So this was probably her two cents in the contract that, okay, let's. If, if you guys are so in favor of him, let's see what happens to our numbers if mm-hmm. we take him off the air for two months. And if anything changes, if we lose subscriptions, if we lose listenership, and that is all, you know, being calculated compared to now that he's back September and October. Right. And we're mid, midway through November at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. I firmly stand by that point. Yeah. They're getting a picture of what who's left. And, what, and who's who's actually tuning in anymore? You just said I had to twist these, whatever that is. Yeah, whenever I <sighs> whenever I somersault, I come out backwards. <laughs> you I know what know I where mean? The ground is. <laughs> I, I get confused. <laughs> if I said I was getting confused, jeez, he sounds like Sylvester. I get confused. <laughs> let me let me go back to that a little bit. Sorry. <laughs> you I know, know what I mean? Where the ground is. <laughs> I, I get confused. <laughs> If I said yeah, I was confused, maybe they would have written a nice article about me. But, you know, all my fans were blasting me. I'm a sucking fuckhead because I. What fans? No, you wouldn't allow them. Your Twitter doesn't allow people to. to uh, you don't. You only allow people who talk nice things about you on your Twitter feed. And as far as I know, on your Instagram as well. He's confusing us ex-fans as fans, yeah. I think. I think so. Took some time off. You guys suck. Well, you know, they're treating you like these people who won't go back to work because they have government benefits. When? Yeah. You know, that's what you hear all the time. We got to cut off these government benefits. Otherwise, nobody's going to ever come back to work. Yeah, first of all. Worst metaphors used ever. Yeah. I mean, it just makes no sense. Twisties. Come on. Give me a break. Yeah. Exactly. He doesn't have the twisties. He has a little bit of senility, a little bit of blindness. Um. A lot of laziness, a lot of forgetfulness. Oh, yeah. And um, it it just it comes through. <laughs> it translates in what we hear. Billy Twisties are on. on top of that fucking chrome dome of his. Number three, people on TV get summers off. Why not me? Fuck well, you a podcast, they'll tell you you don't want to go over 15 minutes. That's how bad they are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you go over 15 minutes, people realize how bad you are. <laughs> and that you're boring. But, you know, I get attacked for taking the summer. Kids take off the summer. Nobody attacks them. Everybody on television. What another stupid analogy. You're talking about children yeah. who are out of school, you fucking momo. Vision takes off the summer. Yeah. It was They've weird. been doing I mean, it forever. Uh, like, I'm reading this. Jesus. It's like convicts who, convicts who have to, you know, be put in solitary confinement and don't. Oh, I mean, it's like people who forget to put sugar in their coffee. It's oh, oh, hold on. Like, <laughs> let's throw shitty analogy into shitty analogy. Just top it off. Oh, God. 
way to come back with some real vigor, vim and vigor and <laughs> totally. energy after a long summer off. Way Think to woo that. your crowd back. Thanks. Think about that. Ten weeks off and this is what they came up with. My fans think I suck. <laughs> Fuck I didn't, you. I wasn't able to tell them I was a victim all summer, so now I'm going to get it off my back. Um, number five, mental ill coolness, Robin. I taxed my whole life. I didn't even know what they were. I, I just thought it was a normal thing. I was I was mentally ill before it was cool to be mentally ill. <laughs> <laughs> when it was embarrassing, mm. when you were shamed. <laughs> yeah, when people used to be ashamed of being mentally ill. This next clip, guys, I changed the title. Sam, you had a good one, but I think I like, like this one better. I have zero closet. I'm off. I was all, you know, and I knew not to right. get overly Go, ambitious. Oh, you have this time. Yeah, I wanted to um, clean my closet. That was on my I actually made a list. I go, I'm going to go into my closet and clean out all the clothes that don't fit because I've got a belly now. I weigh about. <laughs> all of a sudden, he's yeah. Luther Vandross. <laughs> all of a sudden, he's Gip, Gip, Gabri Sidibe and like he can't fit in anything. <laughs> Oh God! How good to see if I can put a GIF of that. One of the the GIF I'm thinking of, guys, or GIF is from um, the Carl Reiner film Fatal Instinct with Armando Sante and um, Sean Young, and he's looking in the closet, and every single suit is the same, but there's like twenty of them, and he's kind of going snapping his fingers, going uh, which one, which one, which one, and that's him. <laughs> and so, what do you mean he, belly? I mean, Christ's sake! The thing is, on the video, you only see the same thing we've always seen: monitor, bank of monitors, mic covering his face curls and the only thing you're looking for which is funny these days the only thing you guys are looking for is does the background match where he says he is does the floor match the drapes basically yeah. <laughs> like is, is, we're trying to see if he's in florida yet with the gray cement floor or if it's new york with the red checkered dirty ass nasty floor beef you got to start mopping in there or retile the place something that place looks awful yeah good getting, lord getting pretty dingy the same as i used to but my body changed because i don't run and i don't do pull-ups anymore your, so your like redistributed itself yeah like i got titties <laughs> and a belly okay i have a theory and i know bob d backs me up on this one mm -hmm. he does nothing and i know other people have commented this too he is Zero energy, zero workout, nothing. He yep. claims to go for these walks. I'm not buying it. He can't walk no. downstairs. Yeah. We forget to mention this so many times that he's assisted by beef on the Ellen show walking down steps. Uh -huh. How's he going to walk in sand or, you know, okay, allegedly he was walking at a high school that he got kicked out of. If that's true, I don't know. Maybe if it's flat ground, he's okay. But he's got to be chauffeured there and then bodyguarded around the place. Probably even like a medical person ready to respond in case something happens to him along the way. Mm -hmm. But this guy, I just, he's not lifting weights. He's, he claims he's back with uh, Pat Mon, no, Pat, uh, the trainer guy. Uh, Christ, Pat Monahan, no, Pat Monachia. No, Monachia, thank you. I was thinking Monahan of train. That's another nightmare. But he claims he's doing a virtual training in his home gym with Monachia. 
So, yeah, not buying that either. <laughs> this is all I think. This is all I picture when I think of him walking around. The uh, Mar- <laughs> Martin Short as uh, Irving Cohen on SCTV. Oh, please <laughs> include that. <laughs> <laughs> Just be directed into perfect. the right... And then falling, almost falling over when he gets on the stoop. <laughs> Not almost, just completely falling over. Oh, that's great, <laughs> Martin Short. You're you're so good. I love him. I love him to death. Um, it's very depressing. I found a picture of myself from 2002 when I was still running and stuff. Did you get that? Still running. So mm-hmm. Peloton, Peloton is the treadmill, right? Right. And then what's the other one? What was the other thing called? The the um, the bike? No, wait a minute. Yeah, Peloton is There's the treadmill. The, Peloton Hydro. is the no. Hi, Peloton's a bike. Yeah. Okay. Hydro is the rowing machine. Okay. So not running anymore. I get. I bet. I, I'll bet any kind of money, any kind of fucking money. His joints have just given out. So that's why he can't jog anymore. And his doctor said you got to give that up because the impact after a long time. Not everybody can continue jogging until. They want to stop. A lot of people have to be told, no, if you want, if you don't want new knees, stop doing this. You'll have to do yoga. You'll have mm-hmm. to do whatever else, swimming, um, you, you know, just a Tai Chi, something. Yeah, there's there's a great cream, Voltaren, not a sponsor. But, hey, uh, I can attest that for if you have bad meniscus in your knees and your joints, steps are hard. Do the Voltaren thing for three weeks. It's mm-hmm. great. Anyway, but, yeah, he's too much He's he's too much of a baby. Beth is gonna have to like slab him down with Voltaren four times a day for three weeks. You think she wants to do that shit? No fucking way. Is this this stuff isn't prescription, is it? No, nah, it's over the counter. Oh, cool. I'll have to check that out. I don't have any knee problems yet, knock wood. But if if it does come up, I might need every A five three five or whatever the fuck <laughs> we say sell in Canada. I don't even know if that's that's a thing anymore. WD forty. I actually Jeez. had a like not a six pack, but like I had no like fat on my stomach. Uh, okay, are we really going to go down this? I, not a six pack. Uh, he was he wasn't he was a swizzle stick then. He didn't have definition. What was that expression? <laughs> uh, Christopher Reeve after the accident had more muscle tone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love that. Fine. The only six pack he ever had was when it was photoshopped on the private parts poster. Oh yeah, and that Christ. you know. Christ. Uh, uh, it's funny. He going. never, I don't even think he mentioned that when the private parts thing, he did like the fact that originally, okay, the book private parts, a lot of people thought that was photoshopped that the, the, him with the women. And I, I, I can believe it. I think it all was, it had to be, um, he which, could not pull off that look. Yeah, no, he was because he never maintained, he never had a muscular look, never. He was always really oh. reedy, even in those 94, 93 videos, 95. And you don't lose it just like that unless you've you know, been going to fucking Roy Rogers the rest of your fucking time. <laughs> so uh, he's getting on that Ronald McDonald diet. My shirt off and I looked really good. I was kind of <laughs> hot. I dare say. Oh, no. I had some rippling no, muscle. No, no, no. my you know, I, I actually Never. look pretty good. <laughs> I have to throw that Photoshop of him in the ocean with that those blue trunks <laughs> and that ha- the hair, the wind blowing the wig halfway up his head. Yes. <laughs> I love that one. Okay, number seven. Uh, wowza. So much to unpack from the trip uh, and uh, around the world. Hold on. So much to unpack from the trip around the world of mental illness and bad bearded marriage. <laughs> it's a mouthful, <laughs> Sam. I apologize. Thanks, short Sam. Shorts. With the ass cheeks sticking out. And I looked pretty good. I was kind of sexy. And then I got depressed because 
I'd weigh about the same, but I, and I said to Beth, this is really depressing. I want to get rid of my belly. And like, she didn't like argue with me and say, you still look great. You know, she was kind of like, yeah, you, you, you know, there are things you could do. Oh, to, oh no. She went along. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Beth. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. <laughs> I was imagining. She be there to take care of. I love that. Like, she doesn't even have the energy to fucking go up with the pretense anymore. She's just fed the fuck up. Earning her keep. Yep. Ego and say it's fine. No, no. She didn't exactly say that. She was kind of (laughs) like, yeah, you know, you know, I'm not running anymore. My body's still in good shape, which it is. Go on our Instagram. I took a picture of Beth's ass in a bikini to to sell those Helen Rose totes that she's selling for charity. Uh And um, look at her ass. It's something. And I took the picture and I was like, I'm going to bang you. And she goes, no, you're not. So why is it no? What do you <laughs> Because she knows you can't get it up for her. You might get it up for Ralph. Well, yeah. Okay. Now here's the thing. She's almost 50 now, correct? Yeah. Okay. There's no, there's a guy, he wants to be evolved. He wants to have it both ways. He can claim he's evolved, but then he's still doing, saying shit like this. Like, I photographed her ass, you know, because this is, you know, oh, this is how we sell those stupid tote bags. Uh, he didn't say stupid. We're saying that. But um, wouldn't an evolved person say she, she just looks great? You know what I mean? And tone down that little that aspect, even just a mint. Like, I know it's Howard Stern, but he's trying to say, oh, he's evolved. And yet it doesn't work. Like, it, it's if you're going to evolve, evolve. Get rid of all the profanity. Get rid of uh, Nowicki's and stupid impressions. Get rid of uh, get rid of get rid of. No, I'm sucking fucking Bugs Bunny. Get rid of uh, <laughs> Wilding and his awful um, escapades that nobody really wants to hear. And that aren't funny anyway. And just just be a straight interviewer and pad it out with whatever else you want. Old bits or just uh, uh, certain interviews. Make it an all interview show. Yeah. Right. He's this big evolved feminist. Right. That he proclaims. Yet he's still, you know, fetishizing his wife's ass for a Helen Rose tote. Um, If you go back a few years, he used to talk about Emily Ratajkowski. Yeah. And you know, her tits and her ass and how he'd just look her up to see what she was wearing and what bikini she had on. Yeah, not even and that And then long ago. when he interviews her, you know, it, it's a whole different story. Right. Everything changes. Right. And he suddenly becomes sympathetic that it's so hard to be good looking. That's your superpower. <laughs> yeah. And just, that, was, oh that interview, that, that must have been, that was excruciating, that interview. Because, uh, yeah, and the, the idea oh. that he had to crowbar Beth into it because she was a model, you're a model, you, you mesh. The Emily Ratajkowski, I'll just say, was the definition of vapid yeah. for an interview. A bunch of nothing about nothing. And, and nobody nobody is going to have sympathy for her stories. No. They're, I mean, there's just nothing to it. And he was like, oh, you had a kid. What was your biggest fear? Did people tell you not to or about breastfeeding? And it was like her biggest problem was she had hips that she wanted to keep okay. after her having a baby and i was just like oh are you kidding that's, me that's, that's forward nothing thinking. about the kid itself nothing about <laughs> loving being a mother exactly teaching a young child new things seeing them grow right now, it was all about her and her fucking body fuck you well it's funny you mentioned this because that how long was that interview an hour 90 minutes uh hour and a half hour 40 maybe oh that's that's painful. typical these days 12, 13 years earlier, he was giving, maybe longer, he was giving 
Natalie Portman shit for a Letterman interview talking about how vapid she was and how aimless she was. And she was and she was a fill in guest, I believe, at the time. And uh, she had nothing to say. And he was giving her such shit. And I'm thinking, do you even listen to your own show while you're in it? Mm-mm. Like do you, while you're there, 90 minutes. And even then he had some shitty, awful, awful interviews. I mean, 2000, what, which one was the 2015 Tila, Tila, Tila Tequila was in? Do you remember that right. one? Right. Oh, that was awful. Oh. Almost, almost everybody in the online community will agree that that was the worst interview he ever did. I don't think so. I, I think that one is on par with other ones, but not the worst. I'd say yeah, Robert since Plant. Then we had, <laughs> Robert Plant yeah, was easily right? one of the worst. Mick, Mick Jagger for the quantity of time it was you know per minute it was the worst it was but, pretty bad yeah it this emily one was really bad and i don't know if we'll get to do it on youtube but if not patreon because yeah. there's just a ton to mine from that of just awfulness and embarrassing questions yeah. that go nowhere no i'm not why am i not banging you could she just she's like she has to be prepared or something you're not a romantic why? You don't think when I walk up to you and go, I'm going to bang you. You don't think that you don't think every girl yeah, wants us. I just, I just oh, drop to the floor. This is vile. <laughs> Girls, are you all hot for this? She has to prepare mentally like, a, you know, two liters of wine, couple Adderall. Yeah. A line or two of something. I don't Maybe. know. Yeah. I don't know how you work it. Work your way up for this one. <laughs> like I'm so complimentary about like she'll go like she's she covers her ass up with a towel. And I go, honey, <sighs> that's an ass that should be displayed in Macy's window in the middle of summer. And she goes, that's the most romantic thing you've ever said to me. I go, then I must be a fucking monster if that's the most romantic thing. <laughs> yeah, you had to work on that. <laughs> I don't know, but you should- I think he's seen Beth socially a few times in this entire year, actually. Uh, so he's, he's getting to know her personally. <laughs> um, number eight, a weak tardo needs a COVID yoga tutor. Older yes. man, do you know who has a great physique? Sting. What? He, he, Sting. Oh, really? he does I haven't that. seen him in a while. I have to go look him up. Yeah, so now, now I want to do yoga, but it's COVID, and how am I going to get a yoga teacher? And, <laughs> and then I try. You can look on YouTube for a fucking yoga lesson at Are this point in time. Are you kidding me? Oh, my Lord. Uh, number nine, Blo- uh, Crazy Eyes might need to borrow Blobbin's binoculars to watch Peloton yoga teachers, LMFAO. <laughs> Peloton app, and I started trying to do the yoga from the TV, but my vision's so bad now, I can't see what they're doing, and I, and I, and I couldn't do the yoga. <laughs> do you think his vision's always been shit? I think it must have been, like a, some kind of astigmatism or something as a, as a kid. Right, along with the crazy eyes that are yeah. always darting back and forth. So they can't really focus on anything because they're going at a high, rapid speed rate. And yoga is something that the instructors talk you through yeah. so that you don't have to look up and follow them. I've taken yoga in the past, and it's once you do a round of it and you get comfortable, you just keep doing the same routine, pretty much. It is a, it is a routine. You change in a few things for arms or legs or core but basically it's just the same you know downward dog and uh what is it just sun facing sun facing sun i don't know it's been a while can he just come on i mean the guy is just lazy he's not working out can't you just get sweating to the oldies volume two and just have fun with them (laughs) 
Now, here's the thing. Um, James Santiago, actually, a friend of the show, and we've we've dropped his name a few times um, from Turnbuckle Tabloid, he told me, he, he, he messaged me privately, said, Wiggy's eye problems may stem from this uh, affliction that he himself has um, that he talked about. I can't remember the exact technical term, the clinical term, but it may very well be um, something he was diagnosed with, hence the crazy eyes. And that it could be, mm-hmm. I, I've looked at it and it makes sense, but again, he's never talked about it. And none, that's not to say that he would, because there's certain things he never talks about, like his, his bisexuality. But um, if it's such a trivial thing to me to have an eye problem, and it's such a common thing. I don't know why you wouldn't be first on the mic to say, hey, I have this problem and then relate more to people. Well, he doesn't want to look weak, even though he admits it in other ways. Yeah. But the thing is, there's laser surgery, there's corrective lenses, there's context. There's even eye therapy you can do mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. help your eyes to focus on something. People with wandering eyes, people with lazy eyes, beef. <clears throat> and... These things are all correctable nowadays. It's not, you know, it's, it's not impossible to overcome an eye affliction unless you have some sort of cancer of the eye, God forbid. But this guy is just, oh, it's, it's he must have, in a, he relentless. must have been, in, he must have had a seizure playing Missile Command in the arcade as a kid. So number ten, no fun eats for King Baby. Anything fun since two thousand seven? How am I still gross? I should be looking ripped. You should see. I don't well, drink you coffee. Think just one person. It's not like the. Look at Clint Eastwood, asshole. Clint Eastwood got older and his muscles went away. Like his, he was, a, he was always a, a yeah. de- in decent shape, but he wasn't a bodybuilder. Uh, but the the body atrophies, like muscles, unless you go, even when you go hardcore. Look at Sylvester Stallone now is almost seventy versus when he was really young. It's he's taken a lot of HGH and I'm certain of it and a, and a lot of, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, steroids, Agreed. whatever, to maintain his, his his physique. And it is a lot of work. But then his body has since changed. It doesn't even have the same look because as you get older, the looks do change. But he's not doing any of that work. Bullshit. No, no freaking yeah. way. Give me a right. break. Uh, number 11. Come on a Monday, flaccid Tuesday. Getting old sucks for Wiggy. <laughs> I'm getting older in a lot of ways like if I have sex with Beth, let's say on a Monday, I got to wait till Wednesday for everything to like um, to get enough semen in my balls to, you know, <laughs> I have to like recharge. The stream is like Super Mario getting that fucking mushroom. <laughs> power up. <laughs> exactly. What is it, the flower to get the fireballs? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm like, hmm. I better not like do it again tomorrow because I'm not sure I can complete. So I what might happen if, if you I might go just, in too uh, soon. Like I might get flaccid. He might get confused. <laughs> <laughs> and then not you know oh. not come and you know that's insulting to a woman. Oh yes, yeah, so you don't want to do yeah. that. No, like imagine I'm fucking you, Robin, and then all of a sudden, goes, <laughs> shit, I can't come. Oh my god, welcome to the twilight zone. Yeah. Welcome to fucking bullshit lies, mm-hmm. war and peace. Like, we have heard this so many freaking times. Just yeah. stop. Uh-huh. No one's buying it. Nobody. Not in, <laughs> There's no one wants that bridge. Number 12, my beard wants me in and out. Ladies and gentlemen, that's love. I remember no. when I was a young kid. I, I mean, I could, 
I could blast off three, four, five times a day. Yeah. You know, even when I was in my 20s, 30s, 40s, possibly my 50s. Now but, you have no. to wait days. Yeah, I got to wait a day. You're fucking almost 70, dude. You're lucky it's still attached to you at this point. Like I, at that point, you start looking at, you know, repainting or something. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> maybe there's some horny fuckers out there that decide I'm just going to go like <laughs> blow loads until I'm 80. It's <laughs> just disgusting. <laughs> I don't fucking get this. <laughs> like read a book, maybe. Maybe sometimes oh, something to God. lay it down. You got to have like a day to build up. You know, oh, just to be sure, just to be sure. Yeah. Just to make sure I'm extra. Like the erection's no problem. It's just, you know, you just want to make sure you're complete. You know, you don't want to be cranking away in there for for like 25 minutes and you get <laughs> for like 10 seconds. Yeah. Go, go, go ahead. <laughs> Who, OK. Who says cranking away in there? What the fuck am I listening to? No more. Come on. It's the popular mechanics. Cranking away in there? (laughs) Let me just check out the camshaft. (laughs) That's him by himself, okay, with twinks and smarmy webcam guys. That's him in the... The the stupid penis trick contest that he's watching over and over on a wank yeah. bank in his head. Well, the oh. term is crank one out, which means jerking off, obviously. But, yeah, you yes. don't crank crank around in someone's vagina. I just no. don't. Yeah, I'm sorry I had to use that word, guys. I, I didn't mean to get coarse, as Brendan Flaherty says. <laughs> Your wife all sore. Like, she wants you in and out. You know what Let I mean? me ask a question now. <laughs> I think she wants you, Moshe, out. I think she wants you out. In more ways than one, Beth out of the does. room and out of the closet. Absolutely. We want them out, but Beth wants them out ASAP. Yes. Absolutely. But most women, no. Most women want to have like their time. They want to, you know. Yeah. Oh, they, want the, they want the leg work in. Number 13, masturbation <laughs> is sparing Beth. Jesus Christ, sex to wig sounds like a crime. She's just, you know, not in the mood, so I take care of her. She, she even said to me, why don't you just go masturbate to your porn? She's like angry about it. <laughs> You're ang- she's angry at your porn. <laughs> and then I go, I don't masturbate to porn. She goes, you say on the radio you do. I go, that's for the radio. So I lie to her. <laughs> So when he was so when he was talking to Alice and saying I don't jerk off, but he was on the radio. He said he jerked off all the time. Right. That was a lie. But to her, he was lying, and the radio was the truth. Now to Beth, the that the radio's a lie, and he's telling the truth to her. So the truth is just a river that he pisses in. It just goes on and on. Yeah, it's like the Amazon in Africa. It just never stops. No, because I don't reference want to think masturbating. You know what I mean? Right. You should be saving it for her. The only time I masturbate is to to spare her, you know, (laughs) me getting on top of her and all that. So how often do you masturbate? Well, I haven't masturbated in a while, actually. Be proud of me. Why? Okay, number 14. Number 14. This is, again, from Sam. I'm transitioning. Told everyone when I was out for the summer, I'm transitioning. Sorry. (laughs) Then they they have to love you. Then you can't make fun of them. That's right. And your new pronoun is? Them. They. He's obviously testing the waters here. Oh, yeah. He wants to see who picks up on this. Does it catch any headlines? Does anybody joke about it? Well, yeah, we do because, yeah, we're on to you. Yeah, that you're jealous of it, but he's too much of a coward to actually ever go through with something like that. 
I, I have more respect for Caitlyn Jenner mm-hmm. to go through with a boob job and any other surgeries that she may have had just to prove that she's 100% gung-ho on that path in life. But Wiggy? No. Coward. Yeah. yeah. Know, lazy. Cheap. You name it. There's a million reasons why he won't. Right. And the the reason why Sam and I covered the Channel 9 episode with uh, Tula, the transsexual at the time. And um, and it was we it was it's hard to you couldn't make it funny because it was just so painfully unfunny, number one, right. but also so cringeworthy. And this this friend of the uh, the LG, sorry, LGBTQ. I know I'm missing a couple letters. Uh, whatever it all is, oh, the entire whatever the full name is now, guys, it's like Crosby, Stills, Nash, Young, Taylor and Reeves. I don't know who's in the band. Um, I'm trying to say that it, it's it's um, it, it's when he does this stuff, he's pandering. He's really being insulting to that community and all those communities. It's not like he's Donahue having people in for their say. It really is about the circus aspect of it. And that was what it was then. And even now it kind of is because the listen to these recent breakdowns with the college talking about lady dick and all that shit. So. Um, we, uh, and we, the, the, I, I felt, incre- I only saw it one time, long time ago, uh, the Tula episode and we're looking for the episode from 92 where she comes in studio and trying to figure out if she was so upset by the channel nine appearance, why did she show up again in 92 on the radio show? Number one, not to say that she wasn't upset and then decided, okay, she show him by showing up on his show and show she was stronger, which probably was the case, but we never get that explanation. I'd love to know that. So if anybody has that, um, I think it's February 20th, 1992. If anybody has that clip, please send it our way. I'd love to break it down because um, yes, I felt do. I, I felt a lot of sympathy for Tula in that, that Channel 9 show. Really did. Yeah, it's a shame what happened. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, number 15, the Barca Lounger allergic to physical exercise. I was uh, talking to this doctor and he's like, have you got a physical trainer? I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love that clip. <laughs> it's called Friendly's Ice Cream Roll. Big time. Um, instead, Number 16, instead of cleaning out your closet, Wiggy, how about just come out of it? Summer, and I was like, okay, I'm going to clean my closet, which meant first it involved Beth. She was supposed to stand there while I tried everything on, and she should tell me whether it looked good or not. Oh, you were going to try it all on. Then I said, that's a bad idea, because then she's going to see me in different clothing looking bad, and my be- my belly now goes over my, my you know, my pants. Wait. Yeah, why would you invite her? Okay, first, yeah, go ahead, and then I have definitely something to say, please. All right, so when you try on something, you know if it fits you well or not. And you remember. So why do you need someone to tell you? You just look in the mirror. Christ, take a fucking selfie and look them <laughs> over later. And then just whip on the next pair of clothes and go through it and make a pile of yes, no, and maybe. Simple as that. But now... He's considering having Beef take over Ralph's styling role, where he yeah. used to take Polaroids to him in different outfits and like oh, yes. number them and label them and yeah. probably color code them like uh, uh, kids' clothes that you used to set up like <laughs> outfits for. <though. laughs> 
<laughs> like those patterns <laughs> for, for seamstresses to put together dresses. Now, here's the thing. I was just going to tell you the my like my wife recently got rid of a bunch of clothing that she's like, I, I don't know if I'm going to fit in this anymore. I don't know if this is like I've had this long enough, that kind of thing. She didn't have to put anything on. She knew what it would feel like. She's worn it enough times. This blouse, that shirt, those pants, whatever fucking T-shirt. He knows the same thing and they all fit. Whatever badly belly he's talking about is bullshit. But we're not going to see it unless he does another appearance. So please, Colbert, have him on soon. Uh, we'd like to see his belly and tits the way he talks about them to do that with you i i thought it through and i went i got to do this on my own like a grown-up <laughs> so that so it never happened the whole summer oh i never you never got it done my, no never i never <laughs> even tried I, anything I, <laughs> he needs he needs a spring cleaning tutor go ahead that's two failed attempts at goals for the summer cleaning up yeah. a closet and the cascading alarm neither of which got done <laughs> Okay, keep that in mind for the Photoshop. <laughs> the summer goals list. <laughs> That's perfect. You know, I spent an inordinate amount of hours just sitting in my chair looking at Facebook and YouTube channels and watching guys play chess. And Guys. I found this uh, website called Coffee Chess. I think that... Okay, fine. Um, any other channels did you listen to? Number 17. <laughs> 79 can't get further from his backyard or he will get lost and scared. Areas where I could paint, <laughs> but I don't know how to get to them. <laughs> and get back. <laughs> and get, yeah, I could probably get to them, but I'm, I know I can't get back. And I know you're saying, like, why don't you use GPS and everything? But I don't know. I just get lost everywhere I go, and then I'd have to find a place to park the car and take pictures. <laughs> what, what agony. No. No. Okay. He's lazy. Yeah. Lazy. He'd rather just take pictures off the internet and then do his Photoshop Tra tracing, tracing app yeah. that he does for watercolors. Yeah. Uh -huh. Well, here's a question. If his eyesight is that bad, do you think he can't get a license if he does have or doesn't have one? Or I'm sure he's, if he had a license, it's expired. There's no way he has a driver's license. I guarantee you. With that eyesight? He will never drive himself. And the eyesight. I don't know if you have to see. Once you pass it, if you keep your license current, you don't have to retake the eye test. But with him, I'm sure he let it lapse because... Well, one, Laura isn't his assistant anymore. Yeah, we found so that. So he couldn't absentee ballot vote. Mm -hmm. And two, I'm sure other stuff like driver's license are out the window because there's no way he's ever going to drive himself. He claims to have no sense of direction. Mm -hmm. His eyes are bad. And where's he going to go? He's always going to have someone to protect him. So why not have them drive him? Well, the other 40 thing years, I'm guessing, since he drove himself. 40 oh, years, I'm, I'm going to bet. Easily when he, he might have been. I don't even think when he was still with that, maybe when he was still with Allison. Yeah. Like early on, early 80s. After that, once he started getting limo service, he couldn't get away from that. He loved that. Yeah. One karate class for the kid. He may have drove to. And that was it. Yeah. yeah. And probably got lost on the way there. And cried, yeah, at the at the red light trying to figure out where he was. Uh, what country is this? Oh, um, so the other thing was the. Uh, so in the States, like after you turn, what's what's a senior 65 in the States? Yeah. 
Okay, so Around. because I know I know that in Canada they increased the uh, the legal age of being able to work to sixty seven. I believe I don't know. I, I think I'm pretty sure that's that's the way it's gone. Um, but that's that's a whole other matter. But either way, at the DMV, I know that there definitely is a certain age where they must test you every so often uh, upon renewal or even every year or something like that. We did a cursory search, guys, on the New York DMV license laws, basically, and it says something like eight years in between renewals. And I don't know if this varies from county, even it's if it's state state law, it's state law. I assume that that applies to uh, every county. But uh, the eight years in between renewals, if you're like 60 going on 68, your eyes can deteriorate when you're that age, like no one's business and amongst other things. So. Uh, I the the whole idea that he might not be able to see and that's why he can't drive anyway is a very strong theory. I, th- I think there's something into that. There's also a thing called daylight driving only. Wow! If an eye professional indicates that your vision at night is impaired, daylight mm-hmm. driving only restriction will be added to your license or a permit. Wow! So that's amazing. I, I'm pretty sure he's in that category because even at you know me in my 40s. I have to have glasses at nighttime for the glare. Oh, yeah. It's just something. I've always been nearsighted. I had laser surgery in my 20s. It fixed it. I was 20-20 for a long time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, being in my mid-40s, it finally started going. And I just do it to be extra careful. Mm-hmm. I don't want to take any chances. So for the glare at night or just reading signs sometimes because I was nearsighted and starting to go- fade away after 20 years. Mm-hmm. of the laser surgery but yeah there's no way i'm telling you he does not drive he will never drive again mm-hmm. he is just carted around <laughs> and fed <laughs> almonds <laughs> on a regular basis <laughs> just i'm just thinking of those parents ever seen those parents in the supermarkets with the uh the wagon like with the kid in it dragging yeah. them around yeah. it's a shopping cart but you know <laughs> that's the idea i don't know how to do all that i'm that's just a mess so every day I'd wake up and I go, oh, I'd get out. Maybe I'll get out at sunrise and take pictures. Dream. And as far as I get is my backyard. <laughs> <laughs> and I take pictures of the backyard over and over again. And it's, it's a disaster. I'd love to see that photo album. <laughs> Look, here's the petunias again. Uh, okay, number 18. Howard the hypochondriac will never leave his property again. Sorry, Ali Wentworth. Well, I know Allie Wentworth, who's a friend of mine, and she actually uh, is the nicest person I've ever met. And she she knew that I wanted to take pictures. So she went around and took a bunch of photographs of various locations near me and said to me, look, look what I found. If you want, let's get go together and take some pictures. I know all the locations. But then I said, well, I, I can't be in a car with her. She could have COVID. <laughs> Oh, God. Stop. She said she'd get tested, but she could get go home from the test and get COVID. I know. Those tests, it takes how many days to get them back? It's not by the time you get them back immediately. The two of these, the two of these fucking shut-ins. I mean, they're they're going to be one of them's the uh, uh, the gluttony victim in Seven. The other's the sloth victim. But they're both in the film. I mean, the way they would have it, they're never going out. Although Robin, I'm certain, has tried and wanted to and gone out for social occasions when when she can keep it from King Shithead. I think she sneaks out and doesn't tell him. I'm pretty sure of that. I have no proof. I'm just going on my gut. 
Mm-hmm. And Allie, sorry, but all your star fucking isn't going to ever get you anywhere with Wiggy. Nope. You can comment on Beef's Instagram as much as you want. You're not going to drive him anywhere. You're not going to help him with his photos. Mm-hmm. You're just a suck ass. And he's just playing you mm-hmm. as a name dropper, yeah. which, oh, my gosh, that's my new thing in the live threads is counting all the name drops. All big time. During a show or during an interview. Those are the best. Yeah. It's almost like a, a ping pong of who can name more famous celebrities and have anecdotal stories that go nowhere or big mean time. nothing. But yeah, that's what we're down to. Yeah. And the other thing is the, that there's that and there's also the names that were dropped but no longer are. And one thing I was looking forward to in the Marty mm. Short, Marty Short, uh, Steve Martin interview was any real mention of Chevy Chase. And there was one. And we'll get to that on Patreon. But it was something like it was an aside talking about the three amigos. You can't not talk about him. But he managed not to talk about Chevy for a long time until he finally did mention him. But, out, you know, just right. kind of an aside. It was it was not even worth mentioning. Um, yeah. Next clip, Wilding and Howard discuss Cosita. He just takes you. He doesn't even like wait for you to. Yeah, he goes, I need, I need to be in your ass. And I'm like, (laughs) you want want to lead, you want to set people up for this and give them a PSA? (laughs) Yes, I'm going to preface this. Okay. um, Sam, you might want to bail. And for anybody who's. She's fine. So she's aware. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Chris Wilding has a boyfriend who's a doctor in Panama, allegedly. And they come and meet up a couple times a year in New York where this guy decides that he's going to call Chris's Wang a cosita. And this is what we're hearing. I'm sorry. I'm really <laughs> sorry, guys. Okay. Abandon hope all ye who enter here. So this is your this is your chance, guys. Bail. Go do Ooh. the gardening. Go uh, la- do the laundry. Whatever. If you can't take it, uh, we're giving you fair warning. You need to be in my. I mean, I guess you do. How you say I need to be in your ass? How do you say? And then at the towards the end of it, you want me to fuck him and his ass? Oh, I need cosita. I need to sit on cosita. I said like, dude, cosita needs a breast. Like yeah. you were going two, three, four times a day. Okay, now keep in mind, guys, this is the difference between other breakdowns and this one, for example, because we're eventually going to have to start really truncating a lot of the clips that we used to pull all the time just to show you the vi- instead of showing you the vileness that is scripted, we're going to play stuff like this, which is completely unscripted. I mean, I'm certain he knew Wilding was going to call in and talk about this shit, but I know that there's nothing written in front of Wilding. Like, there's no script. It's just. I'm, I'm going to talk about this. This is the time to talk about it. Now you keep going until you can't go anymore. So he's doing it to placate the boss and the boss is enjoying it. Like I've never heard him before. So Sam, excuse me. Great job on the clips. Absolutely fantastic job in the clips. And these are worth playing for that purpose. It's one of those things where, again, we're reflecting what we get on the show. And Wilding is probably, I don't know, 30% of the show nowadays between this impressions that he does and this gay talk that he pleases his boss boss boff with and it's it's insufferable but mm-hmm. Ab- thank absolutely. you sam like you said appreciate it <laughs> yeah i to be young like well right i don't Good know i've been thinking about taking something now because like this guy's coming really? out in september and I mean, he doesn't just want cosita like he wants cosita hard like i need right. i need it i need it hard so it's like a lot of pressure. 
It's a lot of pressure. He's, he's so what are you going to do? Go on a diet? What is that called? Dialysis. Dialysis. Okay. Dialysis or whatever. What I'm is it again? Dialysis. Dialysis and fucking seventy nine. Um, number twenty. Oh, I hate to sh- I hate the show so much. Kill me now and throw me into the nearest body of water. Then too, I heard you got shit. The, the dude, the dude went in and you weren't fully prepped. Here's the deal. I was oh. very good all weekend. I was a lot more prepped. I'm I'm new to this. I'm new to bottom. Right. And on the last night. You know, he had to fly back the next day. It was very late and we had gone out for a big meal and he started with the, you know, I need your ass. I need your ass. I go, listen, I said, enter. If you, I said, if you want to try it, I'm down. I said, but enter at your own risk. It's like, it's like a lifeguard is not. Uh, okay, guys. Uh, once again, if you can't handle this, just leave. We have strong stomachs. We, we can take it. Unfortunately, we don't blame you. Yeah. Yeah. We understand on duty you know what they say duty. at your own risk duty yeah. and it was a lot i mean i could i could feel when he went in oh, that he was hitting more than he hit golf prostate. <laughs> oh did he hit golf? i mean he's pretty resilient streaks. even he ran out of the bedroom to the bathroom when he pulled out i mean did it, it was, smell wow yeah, yeah, and it was like yeah. it was, the whole room was probably it was wafting. Like, yeah. yeah, why does Wiggy know so much about this? I wonder. Great question. How many times has he experienced this? How many times has he thought about this or watched a video and had thoughts about this? <laughs> you wonder. Painting Ginger Lynn, please let us know. <laughs> it was like math. I mean, it was like uh, way to kill like a romance. Pie. Oh my god! I warned him. Yeah. Well, well maybe what happened after that? He cleaned up. He cleaned up and hmm. he, he cleaned up and then I cleaned up and then he sort of. <laughs> oh, God. He sort of jerked off while I uh, fingered myself. So he didn't have to be <laughs> in the area, but could still sort of get the. Oh, my God. You know, this laughs too. his laughs indicate extreme joy when it's like that. And. What's even darker is that Fred comes alive with clips mm-hmm. during this yep, to make it like funny, haha, and not so creepy, but it's, it's just so odd. Like Fred knows how to play into this. He knows mm-hmm. exactly what to give the boss to give him those little reasons to chuckle during it. And yet Chris is even like, even he's a little grossed out by his own story, yeah, but did he's got to keep going. Did you get that mm-hmm. impression that Chris was going like, I, I don't, he's almost a little reticent to go along with it. Yeah. Big pauses for sure. Okay. Number, number 21, Howard lusting after Wilding's desirable gay romance. I'm wondering what he'd call my penis. Can't be Cosita. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> hey, um, Thim- Thimble. <laughs> By the way. <laughs> We have so much to get to. I didn't mean to get into this, but uh, I know. Oh, wait a second. Uh, hey, look who it is. God. It's George. Takei has some bottoming advice for you. Come on in. George. <laughs> oh, good. That stupid knocking is a regular thing now. Like every show, multiple times, whenever they have like a fake voice come in. Right, right. Fake Arnold. Fake um, George. Uh, fake Trump. Fake. Who's mm-hmm. uh, 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 shit, there's shitloads of them. Fuck, I mean, it's almost it's hard to hard to remember them all. Yeah, I just fake it's Arnold. So cheesy. 
it's become just like cringy and you you almost are like a big sigh you put your head down you're like oh god who now mm-hmm. well it's, it's and it's like usually the, wilding yeah it was it's almost like um uh eight tracks like the way you used to go like next 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 this is exactly how it would be now in the serious app uh how is it sequential like how how is it how is it sequenced in terms of forwarding are are they it's you know how cd goes track 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 track. is this the same way or is it like only 15 second jump 30 second jump you can adjust it yourself what's it like there there you can fast forward or rewind by 15 seconds you can also jump ahead segments which are broken down by the show Either, you know, 15 minutes, 30 minutes, depending on. And it, like a whole interview, you can fast forward like an hour and a half. Well, that's So it just depends least. on what bit they're doing. And then for commercials <laughs> and stuff, you kind of have to go like the 15 second jump to get through. But yeah, yeah, it's lovely. It, it depends like how much you want to fast forward. Now, this clip was a little confusing, not confusing. It was just sort of like, did you really just say that? And it's it's called Howard outing himself at gay beaches. Uh, I only pass by, of course, because I'm heterosexual, but I've yeah. gone by some um, gay beaches and it seems mm-hmm. like um, m- most of the fashion is speedo, even on fat guys. Yes. Like uh, I don't see a lot of trunks, you know, like I wear yeah. big trunks to hide my belly. But uh, even these mm-hmm. big fat guys are wearing speedos. OK, where what gay beaches is he going to? Are they that prevalent and common in 2021 North America? Just out of curiosity. The only place I can think of is that he might have gone is Mexico, but he stays on like resort beaches. Right. He doesn't go off very far from those. And that's been years now. So unless they're somewhere in Long Island on like a secret hideaway beach that I don't know about. <laughs> Bohemian that Grove. He, he's found. Yeah. I yeah. I mean, it, I, like, I don't. It seems like another made up story to me. Yeah. Like the, the gay beaches. I'm sure they exist somewhere. But these days, is there a need for them? I mean, I know there's a beach in Hawaii because I stumbled upon it accidentally. Okay, twenty plus years ago, not and a, not it a, was called not a nude beach, a gay specifically like reserved for gay couples. Really? Well, it was called Secret Beach, and okay. I think it was, um, what island was it on? I can't remember now. Hmm. I want to say Oahu mm-hmm. or Kauai, but mm-hmm. either way. You could go there, you could be topless, you could be naked. Okay. And so it was like an anything goes beach because it I was see. it was off the beaten path. And so there there were no lifeguards, there were no police, there were no nothing. It was just locals mm-hmm. or tourists going to do their business. And I really didn't see too much. I mm-hmm. I was fully clothed, trust me. And I got creeped out by weirdo guys, older creepy men. Mm-hmm being there just sitting staring so i didn't last very long at that beach i yeah. i got back to my my hotel and i was just like yeah i'm not gonna do this because i don't feel safe here well and granted i was there alone i wasn't with anybody yeah so, i just i there's the concept escapes me because i've never i mean i'm maybe somewhere in some countries it must exist but i've in the states because i would think that would be either like in, like just totally pointless at this point in time but also um a little too i don't know controversial you know exclusionary hey guys leave a comment in the comment section if you know anything about this in the united states because 
we're not trying to find these places. We're just trying to figure out, like, how does Wiggy know that yeah. there are these places? And where has he been exactly yeah. that he would have known about this? Because it, to me, it just sounds like I have a friend who. Yeah. And, or I've been and to such a Right. I've been to Little St. James or something like that. Um, number 23, 79 continues to out himself as wild and gives him spank bank material. <laughs> what goes on in the hot tub? <laughs> what do you think goes on in the hot tub? You know, you guys jerking you... each other off. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. And then what do other people yeah, get in then there? You're and... swimming in. Oh. <laughs> other people. What, I, I don't what happens if I get into that hot tub? I, I'm... <laughs> you get pregnant. That's what oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, God. <laughs> you see a lot of cosita if you go. Answer. Riddle me this. Why is Wiggy saying what happens if I get into that hot tub? In what universe is he getting into a hot tub with Chris Wilding and his hot boyfriend from Panama? Right. Why? What? What's the joke? What is the point of even playing the what if game there? Yeah. And Robin saying you're going to get pregnant. Like, fuck off, Robin. That's yeah. just you being your idiot self. But Wiggy asking that question just blows my mind. Like, and it just reinforces why I'm saying he's bisexual. At this point, or he'll take love from anybody, anybody who will give him attention because his MPD needs to be loved and adored. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's a little astounding to me as on, on every level in terms of just like finding the funny. I'm always looking for is it an attempt to be funny? Is it them being funny and giving them credit for being so or. Uh, it's just the boss's spank bank, and I'd say 98%, 95% of it, the time, it's mostly about pleasing the boss and giving him material. And that's and so hence what, what the perfect title that Sam has written as a result. I agree. It's on that hot tub as well. Yeah. <laughs> so played out. Oh, yeah, you guys, take off, you guys take off your trunks in the hot tub? Yeah. I mean, wow. well, it was more like... Yeah, well, I'd take off his trunks, and then I would, like, unzip mine, and it was just like like we'd, like, jerk each other off. And then... Jeez. That's hard to do in the water. I, I've tried to masturbate in the water. It's, you can't, you know, it hurts. It's, it's not my favorite thing. It's not my <laughs> and by the way, I'm by the way, guys, I'm happy to announce that Speedo does not just make those fucking, uh, what do they call those things? The, uh, the, uh. The, what are they called? There's a nickname for speedos, like the traditional kind that are really like more Europe, definitely in Italy and Spain and Greece and certain hotter countries in the Mediterranean and then in the uh, certain parts of uh, Iberian coast that they're normal, but they're not really common anymore. Most people wear trunks and they make speedos longer ones now. They're called endurance trunks for um, they're just for uh people who just want to swim lengths and uh so they're not they're not in they're synonymous with that but they don't only make that go ahead are you talking about nut huggers and banana hammocks banana hammock was what i'm thinking of yeah thank you okay just <laughs> exactly checking. so he still he still has that in his mind like you know russians wearing thongs and shit like that oh, um big Christ. fat russian guys so number 24 uh, jennifer vitz shade yeah i don't get it but anyway uh she did an amazing the concert. I wish you had heard it. I don't know how many people heard it, but uh, I'm sure we'll, well it's be still air on it demand, right? You can I believe it. so. Yeah. Jennifer Witz, who runs this company, just emailed me and asked me if I could take another couple of months off. She said the channels ran better without me. Let me just get in the way. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is this is a great clip, Sam, and the reason why this is so good is because 
he does. The only time he has to mention her is when he's wants to throw, throw he wants to throw shit at her. He absolutely is yeah. doing this sarcastically as a dig, like "fuck you, I just came back," or "I'm going away," or "just came back," and "fuck you for the two months off." Force you, fuck you for forcing me to take days off. That's that's his whole mo. Mm-hmm. Is he's always fighting management? If it's not his way, it's the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Um, giving shit any chance he gets, backhanded, passive aggressive bullshit, mm-hmm. uh, dick slaps, he- whatever you want to call it. Like he would have been happy with the same money and fewer days, but less money mm-hmm. and fewer days is a whatever you want to say he, that the only thing in his mind is I'm making less now. And that's bothering the fucking shit out of him. Carson, it was the other way around. By the end, he's making five million a year, which not a lot by today's standards and working three days a week and the rest with guest hosts. The whole kicker is he's never going to enjoy all this money. No, or it's time always going to be a burden. His nut is always way too big of all the bills he has to pay. Right. And he's never going to be happy. It's never good enough for him. Unless you gave him like $6 billion, it's just Mm -hmm. not enough. That's right. Unless he can parade around and and be like, look at me. No. He loves the announcements, but the announcements are getting smaller and smaller Mm -hmm. and worse and worse as we go on. (laughs) They are. Eh. Next next clip, Ralph is fluid. Thomas was it was a live call and advice show don't get advice from any of those guys but you know it's funny to hear them talking about sex uh it was hosted by john hine and chris of course represented the gay was this the one that wilding uh ralph and ronnie were supposed to be on yeah it was gay straight and something else yeah point of view and ronnie was the straight point of view and ralph was the who knows like is there That's a point it. that says who knows? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know, but well, we we do know, and I don't know why you've been going on for the last however many years when you've got audio out there of him saying, admitting he's bi, and there's no joke. He was just being straight, straight up, wasting our time. Yep. <laughs> I want to say, Ralph. I, I don't know exactly, but I think Ralph. I, again, I believe Ralph was straight because he's always told me he's straight, but it seems like he was talking like he's gay. Look, I think that Ralph. Yeah, I had a grandpa Saul as well, and uh, I, you can see Gray if you look really close. <laughs> Who's allowed to get close? <laughs> Is what you fluid? <laughs> I don't know. He's got a lot of fluid. But uh... Uh, okay, and the next clip going right into it. The stylist is out and proud. A is he gay because of X, Y, and Z? Is I'm doing this, but it's not gay because it's a woman. Whatever. I, I'm with Chris. I, I mean, I, I think the only 100 percent straight person in this room is John Hine. You know? Yeah. Like, and I bet I could even get. I, I, I could. I could even suck him off if I wanted to. <laughs> I, I don't know about uh, that. What the fuck? If I wanted to again. It's just making the boss proud. Yeah. Anything to entice Wiggy into thinking everybody is fluid. Everybody is willing to do a little something, except John Hine, who runs all the interviews nowadays, I think, because he's the only one that has, like, I don't know, the drive to do whatever the boss wants. Mm -hmm. We'll see. Yep. And then there was this. John Hine asked Ralph if small balls are a deal breaker for him, and Ralph didn't hesitate for a second. He like had an asked, answer. He had an answer. You asked me that question. I'm like, uh, what do you mean deal breaker? 
<laughs> what do you mean small balls? What, what, yeah. when, I, when am I going to see those? <laughs> I can't believe uh, he, John Hine was mandated to do this or he volunteered for this particular uh, mercy mission because it sounds just unbelievably well, like why, why, why wouldn't you get some back office like a Steve Brandano kind of person to do it because he's been on the air before. Why does that have to be John Hine? I wonder. Yeah, could have been Gary, could have been Jason, Will. Sure, yeah. Um, Will's probably the most masculine out of all of them. Right. Billy's been broken by his wife. He's yes. a simp. <laughs> yeah. And Jason, we've got questions on his sexuality all along. Mm-hmm. Um, Hine just seems to be like Mr. Dependable. He'll just say yes to anything and do whatever. I guess. <laughs> the following is a deal breaker. First up doesn't groom their body hair nasty no yeah yeah trim down a little bit uh, you don't have to you don't have to be smooth like ronnie's anus but just at least like take it down a little bit big penis small balls uh that's fine <laughs> okay Thanks. okay that's that what was... i needed to know exactly that'll get me through my day Oh, give me strength. Give me strength. We can do this, Fillmore. <laughs> John Hine with some real gotcha journalism. Nice job, John. I think that John really thought of these questions. He really Hilda! thought it out. Yeah. No, I think the back office thought it out and everything was scripted and it was all just yep. spank bank material for El Wigo. Nice uh, work there, Johnny. Yeah, we Getting can't out. get Ralph to own up to anything, but these questions unearth some things. Big dick, small balls. Yes, okay. that's awesome. That's fine that's with me. Fun. Oops. I even uh, trip. Super. Yeah, and of all the people to be making fun of the, the TH, those, that, the fucking suffering <laughs> succotash voice. Right. <laughs> suffering succotash. Exactly. Sylvester Stern himself. Coming down stuff. He wasn't talking about women. Oh, what did I just say? You, you just confused me. <laughs> okay. Next clip. John Hine recovering from his new role as sexual interviewer. What was the resolution on Ralph? I mean, it sounded to me like you tricked him into saying he's into guys' balls and stuff. Am I correct? Hit him with the Hine! Yeah. That that was the saddest drop ever. That, that that had no strength, no power, no one cared uh-uh. about it. That was that was almost like Fred going, I still got it. I still got it. Where, where are you at? Yeah. What's uh, up? No, um I'm still recovering from doing that show. I mean, it was pretty wild having uh Ronnie and Chris and Ralph. Um but Ralph wouldn't admit uh, he wouldn't state what his sexual sexuality or sexual preferences are. But as you played in the clip and you heard, it seemed like he had a lot of familiarity. I don't even want to go through the rest of that, honestly, because it's no. just it's just nonsense bullshit. Uh, this one's a shorter clip. Elite shithead 79 speak. The fun of ha- the, the horror of having Ronnie as a limo driver was that he's like an angry road rage type guy and sometimes he jostled me back there in the back of that limo i think ronnie was a fucking new york driver and had to put up with a lot of shit while driving so fuck off leave ronnie alone jesus christ yeah. and having to, having to listen to your fucking ass in the backseat bitching and quetching what's wrong with this what's wrong? it's called a red light asshole <laughs> Go ahead. hey ronnie good job getting them from place to place and keeping them alive job well done congratulations enjoy your vegas big time like you know it was my great honor to finally arrive and become famous enough to get a limo service. And then it was Ronnie, you know, like 
like like like like just shaking me up back there. <laughs> and I was like, this isn't what it's cracked up to be. You know what I mean? It you wasn't know, what you, I imagined. You got to the point where you could have a limo driver. Only you yeah, this is shaking fake. You got the worst one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like 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 this guy. This guy hates me. I think he's just like angry driving. He doesn't like driving in this. I could just see Ronnie aiming for potholes. <laughs> Absolutely. I would too. <laughs> I just missed the missed the missed the red. <laughs> Swerving for no reason. <laughs> totally swerving. Hope like while he's on the phone, just like let's see if he's got his belt on. <laughs> oh sorry, boss. <laughs> Waiting till he takes a drink of his hot water. <laughs> getting it all over him. Burning his ass off, burning his face off. City and you know, that was the bad part of it. But the good part was like I talked to Ronnie every day, you know. I felt like, you know, this guy's very blue collar. I shouldn't act like a a successful snob. I should talk to Ronnie, I guess. Then I'd start talking to him, and I found it to be actually interesting because of the the plethora of stories this guy had. I mean, it was just insane. Yeah. Okay, now we're going more into the Ronnie shit. Giving Ronnie crap about his Vegas house, and Ronnie gives it right back. Your specific house, I think. We did go over to plants. Hmm. All right. Well, you must have turned them the wrong way. Yeah, I turned them the wrong yeah. way. <laughs> we must have turned them blueprints. Up. This was all about Ronnie's house build being built the opposite way of what he expected. Yeah. So like when you walk in and you expect the living room on the right, it's on the left. Right. But he's in a development, so there's no controlling any of that. They just yeah. showed him a model home and he expected what the model home was going to be, but he got the opposite. Yeah. Not a big freaking deal, but Wiggy had to spend at least 10 to 15 minutes on don't you have regrets about moving to Vegas? Of course. So, bullshit. Yeah, sh shot Fuck off, Wiggy. Exactly. Uh, the opposite way. <laughs> no, we saw the plans, and I said that when we saw the plans. That's, please. <laughs> oh. I don't know. We ordered lights. They're not here. Yeah, well, that's when no, you no, build no. the house, and everything's perfect. When you build your house, I'm sure everything was perfect. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I would have loved to have been the engineers on <laughs> Wiggy's <laughs> house, listening to him. Like, so what do you think? And having him look at it and complain about every fucking aspect of it. And probably still kvetching about shit. You know, that, you know once, you, once you, you decide you're going to live somewhere, you can either fix it, anything that does bother you, redo it. Or just live with it and you don't keep fucking bitching about it. You know that he just right. constantly bitches about everything that he never – like it's never going to be perfect. Nothing's going to be perfect enough for King Baby. Never. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there was plenty of shit that had to be redone. Yeah, no, no. It was all backwards when we walked. It was crazy. And then no, the garage exactly. was in Utah. <laughs> no, when you, did, when you did it, it was actually absolutely perfect, I know. No, no. It was all backwards. time. Yeah. No, the driveway, I, I remember we came to our house after we built it, and the driveway was in the living room, so I understand. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> good thing you never had to pull into the driveway, asshole. Next clip, guys, is called Mick Jagger Belly Advice. <laughs> I know people say that, like, Mick Jagger isn't a good-looking guy, but I, I've been watching a lot of concert video of the Stones, and he's a really good-looking guy. And then when he lifts his arms up, he, he likes to show his belly. He's like a... Oh, okay, guys, I give up. I just give up. Please, Raven. <laughs> I just, I, 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 what is, what is the, what is it in Spanish? I surrender. 
No, no oh. lo contendera. <laughs> I don't know. No contendero. Or oh. lo siento. I'm sorry. Yeah, um, lo siento. Wiggy is courting Mick. This is the little dance he does to give, like, he kind of probably already knows that Mick's going to come in at the end of September. Yeah. And this was September 7th, and he came in on the 29th. So I'm sure it was on the schedule by now. It had to had to have been. And yeah. he's just, he's licking his balls. That's all he does. He's yeah. He's giving him his due in his own retarded homosexual way. I have to be honest. I've seen Stone's concert videos and stuff like over the years. There's shitloads, shitloads of footage, and I don't even actually. I listen to it. I don't even watch it because I I don't. I just care about the music. I don't care to see them live, um, and sure. it's okay. But I'm never like focusing on the front man. I'm sorry, not for not when it comes to any band really. I'm looking around all the time, like what's going on over there? What's the drummer doing? You know, I I, I he seems to be focused on Jagger's body. <laughs> I've been a fan of the Stones for almost 40 years, and I've never once said Mick Jagger is attractive. Yeah, he's not. But I respect the music. I respect his showmanship. The effort. And so I'm all in on them that way. And their jazz background and their blues. Blues, yeah. But looks, no. No one in that band is going to do it for me. I'm sorry. <laughs> no. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Not even Mick Taylor. Brian Jones was Brian Jones was the the resident heartthrob. He was like the Pete Best almost, except talented, very talented at the time. Well, see, I was too young back then to know about yeah. that, so yeah. it wouldn't have worked for me. No, Tripper. He he has like these belly shirts on, and I'm like, you know, I get diet advice from him. Like, how is Mick Jagger at, like, 80, still got no uh, flab on his stomach? It's, like, good enough that he can lift his arms up. And he loves to show his belly to the crowd. Oh, I remember. Okay, so the advice is dance around for eight miles. Yeah. And uh, let us know how you're doing, Wiggy. See you in the grave. Good yeah, luck with pretty, that. Pretty much. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's he's an idiot. He he and the thing is, I think Wig would have been smarter in his 40s to start doing diversifying his workout because what it was was he just jogged. He only jogged. And that's right. going to kill calories, but it's not actually going to build up your arms, your your legs, whatever. I mean, it's it might it'll help you with endurance because he was jogging. He wasn't doing wind sprints. He wasn't doing any kind of um uh yep. He wasn't doing it. He might have been doing endurance training, but you're not going to build yourself up with it. That's strictly to keep, burn calories. So um, just ate up. Yeah. Well, the anorexia ate up all the muscle tendons and yes. meniscus that he might have had in his knees. So there's oh, nothing totally. left to the guy. He's just oh. bones right now. Oh fuck! He Back just had bones. Yeah, and I'm sure he. I'm sure the dietitian, like the whoever, like Papanaki and those guys, they probably told him you're eating wrong, and he said, "Fuck you! I know better anyway, and I'm just not eating." I'm guaranteed that's how it went down. Number 31, when my genetics. Yeah, well, I would have liked to look good at some period of my life. Yeah, well, (laughs) at least they had it. (laughs) I always tell people my genetics mean I just suffer longer than the rest of you. (laughs) Fuck off. My mother. She's a trip. I've been very involved with her over the summer. Oh, yeah. I hope I hope he breaks his both hips simultaneously. Just by changing the channel in his in his armchair, I swear to God, he's so fucking repulsive at this point. I just, I, I almost, I almost want to say no more fucking breakdowns at that point. It's so fun to dream about how he's going to go. Oh, it yeah. really is because we're all going to see it before before it happens. I mean, 
I got to believe that 90% of us are going to outlive him. I would almost love to Photoshop his head on the coyote in the Bugs Bunny Roadrunner cartoons just to see him constantly getting blown up, running into walls, getting hit by trucks, uh, knocked over it, <laughs> crushed by rocks. <laughs> Can we get that on the face app? I'll reface that. I'll look it up and see what I can do. Uh, number right. 232, mocking his mother's misery in an old age home and isolation, uh, fear mongering torment. It's not oh, an old. Sounds fun. It's just like a, um, and it's not like assisted living, but, you know, they live in a nice complex with just elderly people and, you know, and then like I'll call her up. I'll go, you know, mom. You got to stay indoors uh, because uh, people in your complex have been like 16 reported COVID cases. Oh, really? What are you telling me? <laughs> what are you saying? Okay, now I think we've established earlier on in earlier shows that they don't they don't live in a in an old age home. They live in a commu- no. retirement community, but they have help at the house mm-hmm. that he pays yes. for, obviously. Okay, mm-hmm. so they're free to go. You know, Ben just literally probably can't go physically or he can be wheeled out maybe in a wheelchair or something, but not on his own power. I'm presuming I don't I don't know this 100 percent. He's given like dribs and drabs of information, but not 100, you know, not full on. Right. And they have services to take them around town to go yeah. places and Absolutely. do what they want. Nathan's. Yeah. Mom, I'm just trying to warn you that. All you call is with bad news. <laughs> I can't take it. That's very telling, and I actually believe she did say that to him. That I do believe. Yeah, I agree. It's just yeah. daggers in my ears when I hear him doing her voice or oh, Ben's voice yeah. because it's it it's not funny. It's not funny. It's not fun. <sighs> but but in this case, yeah, can you imagine him? Like, who else can I call to share my fucking misery with? Oh, mom, I haven't talked to her in a while. Let's give her a call and not ask how they're doing. Not ask how no. they're doing. No. No, but but what I'm trying to say to you is I get the newsletter from your community and there's another bunch of cases and they're 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 going to lock everyone down. What kind of life is this? What are they doing? Mom, I don't know what they're they're trying to keep you safe. I know that. Okay, I'm going to leave that one alone because the next one continues it. Oh, family drama. Sister Ellen says live your life, mom and dad. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just I was like <laughs> Beth goes to me. You should call your mother. I go. No, you should call my mother. What you... <sighs> uh, Drink and the bearer of bad news. You know, evidently, like I think my sister tells her she should like live her life, but then I'm the one. Who oh, really? Her, don't you know, don't live your life. Just live in the apartment. Well, what are they doing? I mean. Okay, so I'm picturing him going in in a hazmat suit to visit them <laughs> over Easter, over Father's Day, Mother's Day, whatever holiday he picks to go see them, that they're like, oh, God, Wiggy's coming in again. We have to put up with him for 20, 25 minutes, and they're looking at their watches the whole time. But I picture him and Beef going in in hazmat suits because obviously he's getting newsletters from the senior center telling them what's going on uh, versus – how many COVID cases are at the place? 
Okay, I'll go you one further. Have you ever seen those videos of guys using molten aluminum to destroy ant colonies underground or wasps or yellow jackets? No. Oh, they're the fat, most fascinating thing. I went through the rabbit hole one day and uh, just went through it all. And they, they dig it out, they cool it down, and then it becomes this sculpture. It's just incredible. The ants one is really amazing because the layers, they go down so far and they're so intricate. But what, what they have to do, obviously, they're melting the aluminum themselves at this cauldron, and then they have to use a, a thing to hold the, the thing to pour it in and it's quite heavy and all that but whatever i just imagine him in the hazmat suit and instead of hugging them he's using this prong to touch them on the shoulder kind of thing like <laughs> that's as close as you're getting to me <laughs> you matthew schultz calling matthew schultz that one's gonna be a tough one you might have to do something like uh no. something at a doctor no or some like radioactive container or like a radioactive movie where they were all in hazmat suits um number 34 everyone should be isolated and alone it's not like you got you know it's not like you guys and like she'll complain because uh, she has to have meals in her apartment as opposed to going out to, to a facility uh, to eat. Right. Why me? And lock us up. What is going on? I don't know what's going on. People are just trying to keep you alive. Drink. Uh, She's not the, the friendliest of persons. She doesn't have no. a lot of friends to go visit or anything. Yeah, go ahead. It's <laughs> such a struggle. Yeah. If for me and for him to keep this facade going of his parents and the talks that he allegedly has, mm -hmm. it's it's all made up. Yeah. And I just I can't I mean, roll my eyes enough. They're in the back of my head by the end of this. Yeah, most most of it I would say is made up. But that if that one little segment where he goes, "Oh, she said she's nothing but bad news." I believe that part of it. Yes. Okay. I'll agree to that. Okay. Uh, she claims she speaks to some people on the phone. I don't know. You know. Really? Because when I told her there was COVID, she, I spoke to a woman who has COVID. Oh, yeah? What did she say? How did you talk to her? On the phone. I, said, I didn't know you had anybody's <laughs> number. And then the next one, Howard the Elderly Terrorist. Busy with a booster and you're busy uh, trying to stay alive. Stop with it's enough. It's enough already. Well, they okay. haven't gone out, have they? Or do, do no. they go out at all? No, I don't let them out. <laughs> I keep them locked up. I got that under control. Like your staff. I don't need the aquavit. But is it animal. A, uh, like a dining room in this? Yeah, yeah. But they, 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 go they, there? they, they don't go there? No, they're not they allowed closed to go it. there. Okay. That's when she I wonder if Ellen has power of attorney and not him, or if he's got, if they got joint you know, joint sort of power of attorney. Oh, that's a great question. Yeah. Yeah, but we'll never know. That's the sad yeah. thing. Yeah. And if it's they're if I'm them, I'm picking Ellen totally. I am well, not it, picking his fucking lame ass. Oh yeah, I would say Ellen's got power of attorney and uh she like he's paying for it because he can and because he feels guilty. Mm -hmm. Um but 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 also to lord it over them and to have one over on her as well. Like oh they because if they left her the house, uh they know that she'd you know, do whatever she could with it, give it to the kids or sell it and, you know, do the right thing. And also because he doesn't need it. But it's be, be also because they'd be responsible. She they know that Ellen would be responsible about such things. Yeah. Yeah. They know who didn't they know who would have let them in their house at during Hurricane, um, not Hurricane Katrina, uh, Hurricane Sandy. Sandy. And, yeah. Yeah. And who abandoned them into, yeah, exactly. She got upset. <laughs> the only thing we do is eat there and now I'm going to start in. We can't even go. 
I go, Mom, it's no big deal. You know, you know, look at Afghanistan. I mean, you guys so you eat your meal in your room. <laughs> Uh, I, 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 yeah, oh my god what <laughs> look at afghanistan it's afghanistan fillmore come on get with the program <laughs> jesus i didn't know you sent them that far away those people right there you go i would compare everything to afghanistan good thing you're not a woman in afghanistan <laughs> yeah it was either hitler afghanistan brad pitt um let's see all the uh comparisons pretty woman, what, pretty woman. <laughs> that's a good one <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Black Hole Sun, all these references. It is a it is a bingo card references, guys. It's several bingo cards. We might have to play bingo one day and just make a uh, make an episode based on that. So hey guys, we're gonna play a bunch of clips and just have fun with them. We'll be having sex now with the Taliban. <laughs> oh, really? Night clip 79 on the Barker Lounge are giving the Taliban COVID report. I don't know why the Taliban's so powerful. They don't appear to have a COVID problem, that Taliban. They, uh, why don't we just sneeze on them and get them the fuck out of there? I don't get any of it. I was thinking that, too. Where's COVID over there? Yeah, right. COVID doesn't even want to be there. Right. COVID's like, fuck you. We want we want these <laughs> Americans. This next clip, I'm not sure exactly what Sam meant to write. Wigtardo's no goal summer is off penmanship. Uh, I, I'll have to. It's a short clip, but they get much accomplished. So okay. I didn't take pictures. I didn't, uh, you know, my list was very small. I had very limited list of to do items and I got to none of them. <laughs> Zero. What all of the bachelor <laughs> not getting things done. The David uh. Allen primer. <laughs> <laughs> Marcy, are you listening? <laughs> I have zero to-do list. Brett, and then yeah. he piece Brett. of shit through Bachelor in Paradise. Yeah, I did a bunch of that. Like, stuff like that. I watched coffeechess.com. <laughs> oh. Insufferable. <laughs> Even his fire stick. Is that what it is now? Fire stick? <laughs> it's T it used to be TiVo. Now it's fire stick, isn't it? I I don't know. I, whatever. Uh, whatever he's I'm using. Oh, sorry. <laughs> okay. Whatever he's using to digitally download these things is probably going, please, somebody cut the service. I don't, I can't fucking download these shows anymore. <laughs> I can't have it. I watched, uh, you know. I Are watched, you still uh, watching those Inkwell videos? No, I'm, I had my fill of those. I'm journaling. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm off that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like people who like to keep journals. I'm watching Titans. What was the one? What was the one chick's name? <laughs> Adventure Denali. Adventure Denali. <laughs> she, Robin hates that shit because she got she couldn't mine it for any gifts at all for him. Nothing. Nothing. That's the only thing she wanted was to find like a birthday gift. And now that he's off that, she is fucked for Christmas gift. Yeah, big time. Uh, number 38, Jimmy Kimmel's trying to be a friend tutor. Hey, I love John. If he does a Bill Maher kind of thing, I'm, I'm there. You know, I don't Bill, know. I love Bill. Doing. Love Bill. Love John. John's my guy. Actually, I thought I would be closer to John. Like, I almost. He's talking about John, John Stewart, Stewart, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Jimmy yeah. tried to get me together with John over the summer, like, uh -huh. to start emailing. And we, and Jimmy's such a good guy. He. Kimball, Kimball. Jimmy like sent a, me an email with, with like a chain like me and John Stewart and and Jimmy, right? And um and it's one of those where you kind of say witty things and then all of a sudden I guess you get close and then you become friends. <laughs> what? Right. Star <laughs> fucking one hundred and one. Okay. Well. Thanks, Jimmy. 
Yeah, I don't know what Jimmy was. Why, why he would even bother? He he knew John Stewart way before there was Jimmy Kimmel, and he hung out for the well, Goo Goo Dolls dance, great dance party. John Stewart has a farm where he rescues farm animals. Okay, so you got to put the rescuing farm animals with rescuing kittens together, and it's like magic synchronicity. So the two of them are meant to be together and it's just it's Wiggy begging Kimball to get him closer to Jon Stewart because Jon Stewart's eventually going to come back mm-hmm. and do something whether it's Netflix or HBO Max or Showtime or Possibly. do a, like a talk show I'm sure because mm-hmm. people people enjoy him he's not canceled and there's there's something to be mined there, possibly. So mm-hmm. Wiggy, of course, is trying to just starfuck his way through Kimball as a conduit to Stuart. Maybe. That's a good theory. So I tried a round or two, but I'm not good with email, so <laughs> nothing came of it. But Jimmy was like, you guys should be friends. You're both into animal rescue. and you know." Howard's not into animal rescue, and he's not witty. No. This is not a good combination. Fail. Yeah. Fail. I- share a lot of political views and stuff and but i don't know no. ever um no they don't we like each other but we never really went the extra step jimmy's friends with everyone you should whether you know john stewart to be one way or the other politically the the howard believes in nothing i mean like he has his views change with the wind so it's really to say that he shared uh political jimmy told him you share political whatever maybe he knows something we don't but i i don't i don't know i don't see how that makes them a, a match made in heaven for some reason see he's a friendly guy he knows how to be friends yeah i'm like i'm like a, i'm That's talking to jimmy and he goes hey i'm here with kevin costner because he knows i like yellowstone i love that oh my that god TV yellowstone show. is amazing star, yeah. star Jesus Christ, Jimmy, yep. Jimmy Kimmel might Name be drop. worse, but but he at least he at least uh, gets it done. The last one, uh, old fart trying to watch TikTok show. Oh no! In the New York Times, there's this girl who was on TikTok, who's like a cute sixteen year old. I just saw that. I don't know anything about it. I just saw a little blurb about it. I was reading about it, like she was a TikTok star, and now they've given her a show. Well, the story is that she's like a cute kid. And, um, you know, like Olivia Jade type. And um, she was putting her life on TikTok. And suddenly she became the biggest star on TikTok. She has. A- OK, guys, are going to let this one play through a hundred million followers. Imagine that. Right. Like that's bigger than yeah. certainly more audience than I've ever, you know, put together. But a hundred million people watch this kid. So they gave her a TV show. And I was like, you know what? If she's getting a hundred million people, that she must be pretty interesting or something. And uh, it's her and her sister and her sister's a little bit older and she's hot, too, but like hot in a teenage way. Okay, here we go. Jesus Christ. All right. So I know who he's talking about. It's. um, okay. first of all, TikTok is way too young for him. There's Mm -hmm. not a chance in hell that he is even understanding how to work the app. Right. If you have the app, anybody out there like Kayla, my good friend who I got addicted to this thing. Yeah. yeah. And like I said, I have teenagers, so I have to learn these things. That's right. Give me a second and I want to show I want to give you an idea of what he's talking about here. Okay. So what Wiggy is talking about is Dixie and Charlie D'Amelio on TikTok, who are like the queens, the reigning queens of TikTok. 
Dixie has 55.6 million followers and Charlie has 128 point something million followers. Okay. And they basically are just doing dances to clips of current rap songs, any song, pop songs. Okay. And they've got a whole nation of kids, mm-hmm. no lie, in elementary, middle school, and high school doing these dances that they come up with. Okay. And they even go as far as to put all the dance moves on TikTok, like arrows, descriptions. I can't even tell you how involved it is. Okay. So these two girls have taken over TikTok. They have mm-hmm. their own show coming out on, I think it's Disney Plus with their whole family, kind of like Kardashian style reality sure. show. Yeah. And Wiggy is just finding out about them. I knew about them three years ago. Mm-hmm. When my daughter started coming home and making all these crazy dance moves, and I'm like, what are you doing? Right. And she's like, nothing. And I'm like, no, you're doing something. And it took me about a month to figure out until I, you know, locked in my my sights on what exactly was happening in pop culture at that moment. Because as a parent, you have to know what's happening. You have to know what's going on. But Wiggy is just angry. That mm-hmm. these young girls who are like 16 and 20 or 17 and 21 at this point, I don't even know their ages, but it's around there, are getting so much play and getting so much money. For nothing. For, I mean, for not just for nothing. Showing themselves but... in their bedroom. Invent, yeah. Well, they're inventing dance crazes right. for kids to do. It's kind of like back in the day, you know, even in the 50s, we had dance crazes. In the 60s, the 70s, there's always sure. something. Of course. Well, Nowadays, in 2020, 2021, 2019 even, Mm -hmm. it was a thing to do these moves. Like Savage. Look up Savage TikTok dances. You'll see a thousand of them. Mm -hmm. And everyone's got their own take on it. And it was kind of like a fun thing to do. It was harmless. Mm -hmm. Harmless. And so these people are getting their show. And Wiggy just discovered it three years later. So congrats, Wiggy. Okay, but by the same token, if you didn't have kids, would you be like me and not know who the fuck these people were? For sure. Okay. But granted. that's the benefit of having me on this podcast is you've got somebody <laughs> who's in touch with the young kids and what they're up to. So yeah, well, I know thanks. about Travis Scott. I know about TikTok. I know what the D'Amelio sisters are doing well, and well, you... Dave Portnoy, all these other crazy shit. Well, that's the that's the joy of QF. We've got you, Sam, and Carrie, but Carrie's kids are older, like much older, um, and so. But as parents, but I mean, th- that's why you need the <laughs> this younger generation to let you know what's going on. We are really. I'm turning into my old man. I go shut that noise off, you know, kind of shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's not music. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's really fun. Yeah. And uh, I'm too sorry. Old. Shit, I started watching it, and I just, after 10 minutes, Beth and I just turned it off. Because we like all those dumb reality shows. We love Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, but... Yeah, but they're all um, all the cockers running around trying to be young. That's, yeah. Well, I think... So, yeah, I didn't mean to cut you off there. I just wanted to end that clip. But I, the, I think ultimately what bothers him is that they are that huge on relatively something something relatively simple. And he doesn't understand that 
yeah. like a 70 year old person, unless they're like, have you ever seen those videos of, um, there's a video that sort of went viral set to the tune of Footloose of people in a senior's home somewhere in Canada. And they were told no dancing, like no dancing because during COVID. What? And they all started. They shot videos of the the more like agile elderly people in the community in the um, in the retirement home dancing, and then set it to Footloose. It's one of the nice. funniest videos you've ever seen. I'll send it to you, and I see if I can post the Please link. Please do. Yeah, it's really cute. And um, so for him, however, like it's just jealousy. It's it's all it's all to do with how come I don't have these numbers. Well, it's also him wanting to be those girls that too. dancing around in like what he calls bippy tops or um <laughs> hot pants yeah which aren't hot pants at all they're like long long ass yoga pants and like yeah. a tank top but for him it's it's a bippy top and hot pants but he is so jealous of olivia jade mm-hmm. of these young girls that are current in our modern society that he has no relation to and Another reason why he won't talk. I'm, I'm just going to bring this back to Astroworld. He doesn't know what he's talking about with Travis mm-hmm. Scott. He needs a whole two weeks of education yep. Yep. of him and his history. And it's going to take him a long time with that 79 IQ oh, to yeah. put it all together. And he's going to have to listen to his music and he's going to hate it. Mm-hmm. Hate it. Mm-hmm. And then staff's going to have to give him opinions to talk about this stuff. That's why we're not hearing about it right away. That's yep. why it takes him so long for current pop culture references to come into play on the show. And it has to be super politically correct. Well, guys, I think I agree. And I think um, and the other thing is control. He can't control the popularity of these people and he can't affect them. If he talks about them, if he shits on them, it doesn't make a difference. He is not going to make a wave in the like against or for their popularity wave. It's just like no. like in, in the in the realm of how big they get or, you know, if he can affect them in the old days when he used to tear people apart. Sam and I are going to do a special episode based on him getting trashed on TV year, like decades ago and then wanting to go after someone because they trashed him and it's the funniest fucking the stupidest rant you've ever heard might just be a mini-sode but it's going to be a lot of fun uh at any rate guys thank you for hooking uh sticking through this one it was a particularly long episode so we apologize for if it was too long but it's uh, with the nature of the app you can start and stop with us boys and girls we uh we love your support join us on patreon uh we're pushing steam there like crazy and um we are Gearing forward, gearing gearing for uh, a pretty harsh winter from what the weather's feeling like so far on this side of the world. Uh, we hope you guys are staying warm wherever you are and safe. Rave, anything you want to sign off or any shout outs before we let this one go? No, just um, this is kind of like a tough time of the year for some people with uh, days getting shorter and uh, I don't know, just weird shit seems to be happening it seems to be a pattern in people's lives so just try to be calm and weather the storms literally and figuratively uh hang in there we love you and uh hope you got some laughs thanks for listening uh, johnny was gonna call in with the uh later man good thanks for calling all right Eric. Announcement take today, care buddy he sprained his ankle yeah we'll see you right, hey eric Here's i gotta run a little take care buddy all right thanks eric oh, wait, wait. go fuck yourself <laughs> Anyone looking to go to no. concerts this summer? No. Check out. Get no, no one wants to go. We'll see you, buddy. 
Red Rock. Bye. Hank, you're on the air. Hey now, Howard. <laughs> Howard. 